0: On today's show, we are getting to know Sandeep. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Andre Psyche is the freelance creator extraordinaire. Someone who makes music, poetry, art, clothing, and lives to make others feel good. Search him up on any social media. It's Andre Psyche. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E the next time you are looking to add some creative stimulation to your social media circle. Patreon.com helps creators like me earn a monthly income that will be put towards podcast expenses. Support the Getting to Know You Pod's creative endeavors through Patreon for as little as $2 a month. There are all sorts of costs, that I had no fucking idea about, associated with posting podcasts, not to mention the need for equipment and production. So dear listeners, if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests, or just want to help keep the pod going, go to our Patreon. The links in the description and your support of the Getting to Know You Pod is very much appreciated two bucks too much? Here are three free ways to help. Get your thumbs ready. One, push the subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to the Getting to Know You pod on. Did that? Thank you. Two, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on your social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go ahead, open those apps, click away if you haven't already. Thanks again. Three, go to Apple write a review. The internet tells me this might be the most important and impactful. So thank you. Your support, dear listener, whether it's with your thumbs, through our Patreon, or ideally both, is greatly appreciated. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know
1: I'm gonna do a terrific show today. Getting to like you,
0: getting to hope you like me.
1: Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm
0: smart enough.
1: You are precisely. And doggone
0: it. And Sandeep, I don't know if you scrolled far enough back, but you're actually the second guest I'm having on that um, recorded in India. So thank you so much for, I don't know if you had to wake up early, but it's 5.30 over there. Thank you so much for responding to my tweet and coming on, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I, do, I did do something that you've done, uh, you're doing right now, which is meeting people. Because I really wanted to expand my network and my uh, perspective and thinking, right? So I get where you're coming from. Most that, That's the first thing. And I really appreciate... Only somebody who has empathy can do this. So, oh. <laughs> I really appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude. So, yep. yeah, uh, it, it's... Take care of uh, Just give me a second. I just... Uh, sure. So, I did mention that I was applying to some funds, VC funds, just uh, about half a day ago. Uh, and that's the reason this is going to be an impromptu talk, right? So, i yeah. so just, uh, I'll just to... talk you through my... Let me
0: set up a little bit of background because you're, I don't want to categorize you as nervous, but you are definitely an intellectual and it, you pretty, you like shit to be right. That's the vibe I'm getting from you, (laughs) which is awesome. And you were telling me you've got a PhD, you've got a couple masters, you've been to America. Like you, you were highly educated and me, I'm more like, ah, we'll just wing it and talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> cool with right. That. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I guess what I'm getting at with the empathy thing that I was thinking of is I can mm-hmm. very much appreciate you being vulnerable and almost feeling like unprepared and embracing that to be like, I don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be precise. Exact. I may like you were worried about numbers or something. A number might be off or something. It's okay. <coughs> it's a conversation between two people in different countries that I don't even remember how i saw you on twitter or what i replied to but that's the coolness of what i want to go with with the pod is just random people random stories and then you reply with something like a two-hour netflix about losing some money and you were like i'd like to kind of get into that and i'm like hell yeah yeah, man let me hear about how someone else lost a bunch of money
1: No, uh, yeah, I, I, despite my efforts, that happened despite my efforts. Like I, uh, so I'll, I'll, tell you what happened. So the thing is, I do have two masters and a PhD in US. So I do consider myself to be uh, the upper band of higher IQ intellectuals and stuff. So despite being so uh, high IQ and watching a this, despite watching a lot of a shit ton of Netflix shows, right? Uh, I still got scammed <laughs> in a way. I wouldn't say I got scammed, but I, I lost money. <laughs> That's the bottom line. So, uh. So this podcast I believe would help people who are looking into early stage investing and uh, starting your own company for the first time. They don't come from a business family background and uh, I've been through this journey. So I am sharing this mostly for that. Like people can learn from my mistakes. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, other thing I would want to say is, yeah, uh, like, um, uh, yeah, the, this is mostly for first-generation entrepreneurs and you, you, it's about studying people and meeting people and, the psychology behind it, right? You, uh, you meet a lot of people. I was, a, like you, I was also, I was, uh, I mean, you teach. I know that you teach. In my case, uh, I I, do, I, was just a TA for a while, uh, while I was doing my PhD. So I I, I did uh, teach a class of 60 students. And I've seen all the 60 different personalities you can come up oh. with, the way they try to <laughs> haggle you for extra grades and stuff, how smart they are. Yeah, you know, so they're true. the Jewish kids and they're the, uh, the kids who are street smart and stuff. So... Uh, yeah, it's investing also, early-stage investing in founders, like solo founders, like Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, if you're trying to get that, that number, those numbers. It, it's it's also uh, mostly based on investing in people, right, rather than the company, uh, and your vision, and your execution ability, right? So, uh, my journey is somewhat similar. So, that, that's the reason uh, I wanted to do this podcast, yeah. So,
0: before we get into your story do you mind yep. just giving a little background about what you're getting your PhDs in a little bit about your journey to America? Sure. It seems, and this might be a little bit of like United States elitist or bias. I don't know what it's called, but it seems kind of common for people from other countries to want to come to America for some reason. And it's, it it's hard for me to understand. Cause it's like are our universities really that much better? <laughs> like, uh, it seems like you're gonna spend so much extra money to come over. Is it more like the experience of getting worldly? Is it the opportunity for a specific field, you know? Cause it it is yeah. kind of weird to me. I couldn't imagine going to like Australia to get a degree.
1: No, no, I, I would say it is both yes and no. So you have the upper crust uh, universities which are very hard to get in and they do have world class uh, world-class research, right? You won't get that kind of a research anywhere. We, India is, we like, uh, yeah, uh, maybe the top one or two universities in India could be to compete with uh, US universities like Stanford, MIT and stuff. I mean, we ha- we do have ISC and IITs, uh, IITs over here. They're also world around. But uh, those of us <laughs> who can't make it to those IITs, right, uh, it's highly competitive. So uh, an alternative for us is to try out these uh, other com- uh, universities which are, easier to access for us uh, by going abroad, right? It's, it works out both ways, for both for US and for India. It's a good collaboration in that sense. So, uh, like I said, uh, you do have good universities in US. And uh, if not that, yes, uh, it, it is a different world experience. Uh, everybody, go, In my case, for example, everybody in my class went abroad. So it was like I just followed them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a bad Like Everybody goes and... Yeah, everything is going. It's like you go with the flow. That's it. That That is how it is. You do so, get an international exposure. Yeah. And most of them stay back. Most of them, uh, some come back. I had to come back because I wanted to start something of my own. So I was pretty clear on that. Uh, right. I didn't think of it while I was leaving. But when I went there, you do have these visa restrictions. Like I am supposed to be supporting uh, 250k USD worth uh, employees or 500k USD worth employees to get a business uh Visa over there in the US, uh, as a startup visa, right? Around 5 to 10 employees with 50K uh, USD annual income. So, I found that a bit uh, high on the higher end. So, I thought it's easier to employ people over here. And I just came back to India. So, that, that was it. So, yeah, uh, I got my undergrad here in India. Then I uh, had some two and a half years work experience in an IT company for Techmindra in Pune in India. And after that, post that, I moved to University of Houston for... Uh, my master's for three, three and a half years. It was in thesis uh, research side. It was mostly computer vision, AI, uh, which which people say is used in self driverless cars and so on. Robotics and stuff. So it was a very good, uh, I mean, domain, uh, and, uh, career-wise. Artificial,
0: yeah. so you got a master's in artificial
1: intelligence. In uh, computer science. Computer science, but my okay. thesis was in computer vision, right? Computer, uh, computer vision. Revolution? Vision, vision. Vision, sorry, vision. Uh, vision. Vision. Uh, I No, yeah, yeah. Computer Computers,
0: I, I guess what I'm thinking is, I, I, dude, I'm, I'm so lame. I feel, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with the term boomer. Like old people who don't get I am, I am, I am, new I am, people stuff. stuff. Yeah.
1: So what I'm trying to say is it's just machine vision, right? You can think, you are know, just giving eyes for the robot. It has to recognize faces and stuff. You want it to go and, okay. you know, uh, target someone or something like that. So it, 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 it's part of the uh, thing. Uh, can AI, I ask uh, you? Artificial no. Yeah. Cause
0: that's, that, that's something I haven't actually spoken to someone about. And it, I don't know, you don't have to get like super technical, but I've always wondered, what? like, oh, I'm just for some reason, like picturing a Tesla driving. And apparently there's some sort of camera where it determines whether something's like a curve, something's like a car, <laughs> something's like a person. And you have to like load all these yeah. shapes and images is what I picture. And then it like real quickly matches up what it's, Visualize like recording to its database mm-hmm. of I've got a million different pictures that equal person So when I see something that equals yeah. what I have I hit breaks and stop immediately Like that's the most simple way that I think of it Is that kind of what you were doing yeah. or feel free to explain anything you can
1: yeah it, uh, I haven't worked on that, but I did work on object recognition uh, I mean you have a database of 10,000 images you want to find an apple among them uh, like you say instead of typing in Google text Apple, right, in the database and it gives you pictures of apples, you actually submit a picture of an Apple and it compares with the rest of the images and it brings up similar images, right? So this was almost in 2008 when I uh, went to US. So oh, it was wow. quite long time ago and now the cha- uh, feel has changed dramatically, right? So you have deep learning, visual uh, neural nets, which are trying to, uh, you know, like simulate the brain cells, neurons, something like that, uh, on those lines. To put it simply, uh, you're right. It has to happen very quickly. Uh, So I think most of them are mostly match the following, right? They do it. Even this video processing we are doing right now, if you use the latest AI, uh, this is the latest Google. It just came uh, two days ago, right? Google is trying to use the same uh, uh, algorithms for uh, video processing, right? Uh, Compressing of video, right? So if you do, it's basically incorporating intelligence in your uh, pipeline, software pipeline, something like that something similar to that, right? So, uh, again, uh, it, it, it's not easy because when I was doing my thesis, uh, if uh, we had to reckon, I remember giving my presentation and uh, uh, we could only get about 60% accuracy. Like if I have a tree, it would reckon the computer would label it as a horse, right? right. And, uh, that, I mean, if I have a, a bottle uh, shaped, uh, if I had a bottle on a table, it would re- recognize it as Burj Khalifa from Dubai. <laughs> So, it's, it's going by the shape and it doesn't have the context. Or if you have a toothbrush, it's, it calls it a baseball bat and stuff. Right. So, uh, we're still getting there in terms of this thing. So, right now, the uh, yeah, the processes just show the machine around 10,000 or 20,000 images and then it learns from those images and it just... Uh, you know, labels it something like so. Supervised vision is what it is called.
0: Yeah, that's something actually mm-hmm. I didn't even think about before. Um, but like the scale, like if you loaded an image of a baseball bat and a toothbrush, but for some reason they could mm-hmm. look the exact same in the perimeter of within the area of a picture, and then helping yeah. a computer to determine no, a baseball bat runs the range of whatever three feet to four feet where a toothbrush is yep. six inches to our t- toothbrush six to eight inches, and you're like. Yeah. I didn't even think that, like, that's a fucking problem somebody had to solve <laughs> to make sure yeah. things don't get misidentified. Now, uh,
1: yeah, so regarding, just to keep you, uh, bring you up to date with the latest research, we have DALI 2, right, from OpenAI, uh, which you just t- type in a text, and it gives you, it generates an image for you, right? A realistic-looking image. It could be a painting. It could be an actual photograph with a mishmash of, collage uh, of photographs, right? So even now, it's not able to... Uh, Uh, I mean, uh, if you say two tortoises trying to help an octopus uh, skip, uh, play skipping, or something, right? So it just puts the objects in the picture, but it doesn't uh, have that exact uh, format. Uh, I mean, you just have them randomly lying around or something. So it's still, uh, we're still not there in terms of the machine understanding what you're trying to tell it, right? Yeah, and that's where where we are right
0: now. To me, it's like Mm -hmm. discretion. Right? Like how do you, yeah. so like as a teacher and you're saying you've messed with people, you, a criminal is not just a criminal. You have to have some discretion, right? You have to be judicious about how you categorize yeah. as a person. There's a ton of nuance. And I've always wondered yeah. this about like visual recognition is mm-hmm. are, is it getting to the point or was it at the point where it, it's determining, okay, with 65% confidence, I believe this is a toothbrush but with 30% confidence, it could be a baseball bat. And then like, how does it actually determine threat? You know, Oh my God, knife, evacuate, run away versus butter knife. It's okay. If it doesn't match the exact picture, you know, that's where I'm like, how does, how does the computer take the leap where it determines without something being preloaded?
1: I think, yeah, it's, we are still too far away. That is AI artificial general intelligence. Uh, like, uh, where the computer starts thinking, it's just doing what you're saying it to do, right? That's it. So that's that's still too far away. What we what we are talking about? Uh, even Elon Musk says that it can be 20 years. It could be uh, a long time frame, longer. It could be much much more. Uh, so yeah, we we are too far from that. Like you know, even uh, even to get it to the level of a two year old baby, we are we're still far away. Like if you give it a picture of a blue sky, uh, blue picture, it would not know if it's ocean or sky. Like would not know that oceans are above and skies. I mean, no, oceans. Sorry, oceans are below and skies <laughs> are above. That kind of a thing. So, uh, still, uh, a lot of work is going on right now. Uh, mostly, what you can do is you can feed it a two D picture of your face, and it could generate a three D uh, model of your face. Right? That's the closest. That's the state of the art that oh, we really? have right now. But, so, I mean, that is what uh, Facebook Mark is trying to do: metaverse and stuff. Uh, some there's a lot of fidelity fidelity between the photo and the actual, uh, 3d image that's coming out over there.
0: Right. That's interesting. Still, Dude, I didn't even think about that. Uh, like fucking 3d printing something from a 2d image because like I, I look at myself and I don't take like a ton of pictures, a ton of selfies or whatever, but I do notice angles, shades really yeah. make me look different.
1: Yeah. Even, even I'm not sure Like, even we still, I think researchers haven't pinpointed how facial recognition happens. How are they uh, how are the face is represented in human brain or something? So it's still an active field of research, yeah. right? I mean, uh, I am working in this space. I I am interested in working in this space because I think ultimately uh, within a very small pixel uh, size, uh, like of a you know like 30 by 40 pixels or something, you have a face and it's very unique from another face, human face, right? So that's the best you can get in terms of. Uh, you lower the re- resolution and you might find uh, lose the identity of the person. Something like that. So uh, it's, it's, it helps in your compression algorithms and all those things. So it, it's very useful. It's also, you have these surveillance softwares and stuff. So it's also scary in that sense. Like, you know, uh, there's ethics involved. And we uh, could go on that. We oh, could keep talking on this topic forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's what I can't. It's hard for me to wrap my not being around it, not ever trying even to talk about it, right? I was actually talking to Emmanuel yesterday about blockchain and he's trying to help me understand like web3. And it just it blows my mind that everything's not like a .com, .org, that there's these all these different dots now on the internet. But Thinking about just artificial intelligence and thinking about there's people like you and like him that come up with these basically equations, these algorithms, these formulas that sort images, not just sort like I typed J and it's building, but it's like sorting images. You're taking something that's not a character, that's not a direct input, not a zero or a one, and it somehow breaks it down to understand it as a zero or a one like that blows my mind.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also hard, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, I, I tried for three and a half years, then I was like, okay, this is going to take another twenty years if I uh, work on this speed. <laughs> so I switched, I pivoted. I'm just drinking galpo So yeah. So yeah. So and, uh, let me just talk you. To I'm
0: sorry to interrupt. That's the one thing that sucks about the, um, I don't know, like the digital talking is there's always a lag, but when you had said for your Mm -hmm. thesis, you got as high Mm -hmm. as 65% accuracy. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about like the expected range of growth. So were you at like 63% for like months and it was a big deal just to get 1% higher or does the accuracy happen in like larger increments? Like, Oh, 10%, like expected growth, jump.
1: Yeah, so it, it was kind of, uh, you call it the AI winter. So it was stuck for a while. And then suddenly in 2012, they came up with a new algorithm. It changed the whole thing, like uh, a completely paradigm shift uh, in terms of this thing, the deep learning, right? So before this, deep learning wasn't there. We uh, Before this, what we had was feature engineering. Like for example, if I, uh, if I take, I'm seeing your face right now. So it would recognize uh, edge of your nose, uh, eyebrows, You'll be able to, you know, do an edge mapping, features that... It's just a... Uh, even for facial recognition, there are some 36 landmarks or so a, a certain set of points, like a bro head, a uh, ear, pointed ears, kind of a thing, right? So it's just points. Uh, the machine can only see these points, the pixel points, that's it. Uh, Grace, uh, white black background and stuff. So, from that you have to translate to... Map it onto a face. So that, that, that's what is happening. Uh, I forgot what, what is the question again, sorry.
0: <laughs> I, well, I was wondering actually about you with the jump in accuracy. Because to me, uh-huh. I'm like, is it a big deal yeah. or is it really so, hard to get like 5% more accuracy or 20% more accuracy? Like how I was, I don't even know if you can answer it or if, even if it's the right question, but.
1: No, no you're right. Uh, the accuracy jump was very less because uh, if you do feature engineering, just, you're trying to extract uh, the eye part of the face or uh, the nose part of the face, right? So that is feature engineering. Uh, so you have shift and uh, surf, and you know, these are names of the algorithms. Daisy chain. So there's a new algorithm that comes up. It's just a, you take a single patch in the image, and you take uh, surrounding patches of the image, and then uh, uh, you study the correlation between the patches of those images and stuff. That's what these. Uh, that is what these uh, algorithms did. Then finally, uh, I mean, this is what Happened earlier, and then uh, in 2012 or around 2012, we had deep learning uh, algorithms. Was different, which is I wouldn't go into it would take an entire class of its own. Uh, but yeah, then we had a jump, right? Almost uh, I think I, I don't remember, but probably some 60 percent to 90 percent, right? Accuracy. Oh, wow. uh, on the ImageNet database, right? And there was this there is database of some 15,000 uh, 15 million images or something. So you have to so was from that... that you have to search.
0: Object. was that the reason for the jump they were just able to input a shit ton of more images no, and no, categorize so this
1: algorithm it? was pretty uh, old it was in the release in 1960s or something but we didn't have those chips the faster chips and stuff so now that the uh, we had faster chips uh, the hardware improved the software could i mean software was already there it was only the hardware that had to catch up so once it Did catch up, Uh, this is where we are right now.
0: So it's just scroll, it's just the ability to process or have the computer sort more images per Mm -hmm. instant to figure out this is a nose, Uh, this is a dimple. uh,
1: You have neurons in your brain, right? Uh, So you can replicate that neuron in the software and call it a neuron as well in the software itself, just replicating that. So the more neurons you throw at it, uh, the more parameters uh, uh, you can tune right? And the algorithm, uh, weights, it's called weights and stuff. It's just like tuning your uh, washing machine dial or something, right? Speed of the washing machine dial, one, mm-hmm. two, three and stuff. So you have a lot of dials. Uh, the more dials you have, the no more control you have over mapping, uh, the mapping function from, uh, it's a classification. All of machine learning, all of AI is just classification, right? Just has to classify if this is a human's face or is it a, uh, is it not a human face. Simple. Huh? Yeah,
0: doll. You know, yeah. mask, yeah. mannequin, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and it's funny, like. Completion, yeah.
1: classification and compression of data, yeah.
0: It's really funny mm-hmm. to talk about in such a simple way and then think about the people who just sweated for hours trying to figure out how to like, make sure this image attaches to this part or make the computer yeah, no, recognize I mean, it. I have
1: oversimplified you know? it. The, uh, the latest ones, Clip and uh, Dali and all, they have uh, different algorithms better than this, like contrastive learning, uh, even I'm not, this was something I had done long back, right? I just keep in touch with it because uh, I find it fascinating, that's it. I mean, just uh, read the research papers and stuff. Uh, so that, that's what I know. But, uh, so, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it would be an AI class, actually. So this is, what, what are we are talking about is classification. Then you have games. You have two agents compete with each other. Then you have self-learning where the robot has to stand up on its own and learn and keep falling uh, multiple times and finally stand up, right? So... Uh, it's called rainfo- Yeah. No, I guess reinforcement learning where, uh, reinforcing evolution, basic evolution. It's evolving to stand up and l- uh, learn to stand up and walk, uh, and a fallen robot. Right. Are those so based on, are, mm-hmm.
0: are those based on just a basically if then principle. So if a, if a robot self learning and it's like, if you fall, mm-hmm. then you go back to step one and like restart kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I used to think that has to be the case and it can't be anything else. So there's an ongoing debate, right? So, there's, uh, I mean, you have two classes of people. Some, uh, I mean, those who are pro-deep learning uh, and those who are against it. They're saying uh, all of AI can't be just deep learning. There has to be better algorithms out there, right? So uh, you have both sides, of, on both sides of the debate. You have people arguing, right? So uh, you're right in the sense that algorithm could be just simplified to that. But uh, the truth is they're just throwing in more parameters. You have uh, each, like you mentioned, how are you getting better accuracy from 60 to 70, 65%, 67%, 69% every year, right? So what's happening is they're just throwing in more parameters, more dials, right? I'll give you more dials, more more neurons, more neurons. You can never get the density and the energy density that you have of your human brain. It will take forever, I guess, I don't know. But uh, in terms of energy efficiency, but they're doing it. They're they're just trying to improve... uh, squeeze in more neurons and more pro- that is what is happening. You have billion parameter models, uh, AI models. Every year you have a new mo- uh, a trillion, pa- I mean, they're going just Chinese, China's, the Chinese government has come up with its own AI model uh, which is, uh, you know, much more than uh, these uh, corporates like uh, Google and uh, other AI, open, open AI and so on, right? So they're competing. Both you have states, uh, state nation states competing and you have uh, billion dollar corporate. Corporate entities competing as well, right? All, all of AI, uh, sorry, all of Facebook uh, and Microsoft and uh, Google, all of them are two trillion dollar, around two trillion dollar companies. So they're throwing all their funding into the space uh, vision, trying to solve the crack the vision thing yeah. uh, and self-driving and all
0: that. Yeah, it's it's so, pretty crazy to think of a computer where it could turn into a baby, where like I've watched a lot of babies try to walk and they just keep going, right? And you don't know what's happening in their brain because they're so simple. They can't communicate, right? Like they're just, they're babies, right? They drool, they piss themselves. It's like, there's no way this baby's actually thinking and trying to figure out how to walk. It's just winging it. And then you take that to a computer, which is like one of the most complex systems. And in my head, I'm like thinking about you're analyzing how many different intricacies of balance, like how many pressure points. I think of a foot and I look at... um acupuncture and nerve endings and being like, does each one of those nerve endings have to register some sort of like was on balance, was not on balance. Oh, quadrant 38.64 had 3.5 pounds less of pressure that needs to be readjusted next time. And you're like, how does that compare to a ten but that's
1: a, I feel you know better than me. You know I, the way you're explaining it. You're, you're bringing it, that's a problem statement that people are trying to solve. It's uh, you just have to. I mean, before you get, to this, uh, try to you have to write, simplify the problem. That's it. You can't solve the whole thing, so just break it down into smaller pieces. Let me just at least walk for, right now right, before I run, or maybe just let me recognize objects. Maybe at least classify it as a round object or a square object, right? Something like oh. you're getting it totally simplified, right? So that's it. Uh, I think, uh, let me, let me pivot to my startup journey. Uh, this was, uh, oh, I think yeah. this got, this got you this thing, Yeah. Right.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I'm uh, sorry. See, that's, that's what sure. kills me actually before you go to the startup journey. Um, so what did you wind up getting your PhD in? Did you stay at the university of Houston?
1: No, no. So I finished my uh, master's in Houston. Then I switched to Rutgers. Uh, uh, so I realized this was a hard problem, computer vision and it, it's been a 40-year uh, problem, right? A statement. It, it's been going. The research has been going on for almost 40 years. This this thing, what they were trying to do. So I switched on to some equally difficult problem, which is uh, protein design, uh, computational biology, right? Again, uh, very data intensive, algorithm intensive, and just uh, from DNA or mapping to a, a human person, right? So gene to again, it's a mapping. Uh, direct so I, I did switch like I'm all over the place I did telecom and uh, I got distance learning from uh, University of London telecom Telecom. so uh, yeah I was yeah I, I mean I have a lot of breadth of knowledge in that sense <laughs> mostly theoretical That's the
0: best kind of knowledge to have is theoretical. (laughs) You don't want much life experience. Well, actually, no, maybe that's backwards. So you want less theoretical and more life experience so you can get paid more because it seems like it's hard to get paid on theories.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, but uh, at that point, I wanted to switch from uh, computer vision to something else because computer vision, it's still not not taken off like it is right now, right? So uh, the other alternative option for me was uh designer babies right dna and stuff i was pretty naive i thought it's very simple you know you can uh, tinker around with the uh, dna and you might get something like yeast uh, they are trying to do that they are willing to uh, trying to build from scratch dna of yeast molecule and all that stuff so it, it mine was again it was a big problem and i was just PhD is you're just trying to improve the field by a certain small minute uh, fraction like 0.01% you're advancing the field right so that is what i did <laughs> so it, it in the big picture, it it seems insignificant, but you're still, uh, your paper is still uh, pushed the field uh, by a certain step, one step ahead, right? So that's- I I remember
0: the first thing I remember uh, from science about gene manipulation, there was something Mm. about, they were able to spot in fly, it might've been fruit flies, that like their wings glowed at night and they were able to like isolate that gene and then give mm-hmm. that gene and inject it, I believe to other fruit flies. And they were like, Holy shit, we've manipulated DNA. And it was a huge deal. Like everyone was going eight yeah, you, and you're like, do you
1: have rabbits and stuff, right? Fluorescent rabbits. I think they've done that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure, but uh, they managed it, I guess. Yeah. It, uh, they managed to pull it up.
0: The other thing I remember is like these guys looking at these computer screens and it's millions of millions on billions of, what, A, T, G, C, like, right? That's the four letters. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. And you're so just what sorting them. And yeah. it's like,
0: what, how, how is this your Monday morning? Like, this is what you do. And you're looking to isolate how many letters and clip it and then be able to insert it without making like a seventh wing. And for somehow this is going to like lead to babies. It's such an overcomplicated system to find the little details, man. So I can't believe you were a part of that. That's pretty fucking cool. What year was that? Was that like 2010-ish?
1: Yeah, so after 2008, three and a half years, add to that, so 2011, I got my, uh, started my PhD and finished it in 2017. Uh, Sorry, it was five and a half years. First one was uh, three and a half years. Then the next one was five and a half years. So let me take uh, charge of the conversation now. I really want to, uh, Get through this uh how I where I where I am currently right now today right yeah. how I ended up here so I just want to talk about that so so I'll get from there so I've uh, moved from uh so the point was just initially I think I really wanted uh ambitious goals so you had Google text search I wanted to switch to image search that's what I did my master's thesis in from there I uh, I thought I wouldn't say I would wanted I wanted to cure cancer or something but I felt like uh this is a big kind of field to play around with right so I tried my PhD and then I realized after all that, that I would just be a cog, a brick in the wall, right? In the sense, I would be a research professor. I, mean, I, w- I was not that, uh, like, the, you know, the tenure track and stuff is very hard over there. Like extremely competitive, becoming a full, full-fledged full professor, right? So I would have to go work in a corporate company, a drug, uh, drug design company like pharmaceuticals. New Jersey is a hub of that. Uh, you have uh, codegate you have uh, Johnson & Johnson and stuff, just nearby. Uh, and I used to visit every month. I used to visit New York. I've been to Queens and stuff for almost five years. This is what I did, uh, hanging out <laughs> just in New York. Right? So what happened after that was uh, I realized I would have to go work and be uh, one of a member of, say, Google, Apple, Adobe, in terms of computer vision or in terms of uh, the drug companies. So instead of that, I wanted to start something of my own. But the issue with that is... Uh, you have to be better than these big trillion dollar companies uh, as a startup, right? You have to be one step ahead of them and you have to be nimble, uh, agile, quick, quick. Uh, that's the only, uh, because you're a small organism, you can move faster uh, as a startup, right? So I had to switch from all of them uh, because they are, these are big problems. Again, uh, protein design is a 50-year-old problem. that's still not being solved. How do you go from a, a simple text of ATGC uh, string letters to a three-dimensional molecule? Nobody knows that, that mapping, how it's happening. Uh, people are still trying to crack that uh, limit uh, right so I won't go, go into uh, details into that but so uh, essentially what happened was I had to figure out a market opportunity and play with it to make quick I would not say quick money but I was driven by uh, to a certain extent by money because I was living on a stipend on PhD in my, uh, in my late 20s and it, it taught me the value of money I was trading stocks as well uh, just to you know ma- manage my uh, stipend my uh, PhD stipend amount better so I dabbled in Google, uh, global equities, uh, stocks, just about anything. Leverage equities, leverage stocks. So became a kind of a <laughs> full-time stock trader. I, it seemed like I was interested in that as well, just managing oh, no that.
0: Like, can, we, can I yeah. pause on that? Because that's something I got into over COVID, which is basically like yeah. day trading or swing trading. And yes. I've yes. learned a lot. I've lost a lot. But I've learned a lot from the losses. <laughs> and I'm curious, yes. when you say when you were trading, do you mind sharing mm-hmm. like, did you have a daily goal? Did you have a monthly goal of I got a clear blank?
1: Uh, I'll be honest. So the thing is, I was in a student visa. So uh, if you trade, over trade a certain thing, like maybe four times, more than four times in a year or something, uh, it becomes a day trading profession. You're not allowed to do that as a student on a student visa. Oh, really? So mostly I used. to just, Yeah, I mean, you you, you can't run a uh, you can trade stocks, but you can't be run a separate uh you know profession over there on when you're a student. Right? Oh. So, uh, something like that. Or you have to take up a full-time job uh, if on campus, something like that. Right? So, in my case too, uh, it was not needed for me, uh, whole time being a full-time trader. I, all I had to do was wait for the right opportunity once or twice a year and just go for the kill. That's what I did. Oh. <laughs> so, for example, I'll give you, uh, during Brexit, uh, uh, the financial capital of the world moved from London to Frankfurt or uh, these other European cities. So, a lot of these uh, banks, which, are, which were based in London, the stocks crashed like crazy. So, when they crashed, I picked up the stocks and six months later, they had gone up by 60 to 80%. That helped me a lot, actually. I mean, it was good. It was my, one of my good moves uh, and it didn't take much effort. Actually, I just Googled top 10 uh, company uh, banks based in London and uh, European banks based in London. I bought the stocks and within six months, it recovered after the Brexit vote, right? So, this is something I've been doing. Now, that's when I got into blockchain. Uh, because then again, uh, because uh, one of my lab mates had started his own company when he was doing his uh, PhD. He started his own coin. Uh, it's called Coin. You can take a uh, you look it up. So, I was like, who is this 25-year-old kid walking around in his shorts and he's running a company. And it's already within three months, it's worth $8 million market cap. I was like, this this is insane. I mean, Stop, Something is happening over there. He yeah, got a company
0: yeah. that he created up to an $8 million so market he, cap.
1: He's pretty smart. He's right now uh, in hedge fund. I will not I won't want to take names, but gotcha. uh, I, I, Rutgers is a good uh, a good university. I mean, it's a hub for all these kind of intellectuals. Right? I was just a mediocre among these guys. I mean, was just but, one of them. I mean, I wasn't the best among them, right? So, can so I, what I'm happened? Sorry was to i sorry from- you.
0: I, I just you? want to get the name of the coin again because it'd be kind of cool to look it up. What's the name of it? yeah.
1: Very coin, very coin. V E R I C O N. V E you know, R I. C O N. You you might find articles dating back to two thousand fourteen and stuff, uh, where they got hacked and all that. I I don't know. I mean it's it's been a long, long thing. I mean you get but it's fun. It was a, a fun ride, you know, like something just worth uh, it goes up eight hundred thousand times. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's like... having in front of your eyes and stuff. So, he got me into mining. So, uh, us, uh, I mean, yeah, one of the reasons we got into this was uh, we had access to all these big machines uh, for doing this, crunching these numbers for uh, DNA, uh, whatever, data analysis and stuff. So, it was kind of parallel to that, uh, Bitcoin mining and stuff. So, uh, I mean, uh, where, where else do you use this computation? We didn't use that, but uh, it was just an overlap. Uh, Wait, so let
0: me pause and I'm sorry, man, but you're, and this is not an insult. I meet this in a very complimentary way. I think you've Mm -hmm. been around this and deal with this like every minute of your life. And this is brand new to me. And as quick as you're talking, I'm amazed by like 20 things every second you say, I, 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 I I just thought about this, the same computers that are Mm -hmm. analyzing all the ATGC DNA did, is it the same computer that now is running blockchain? Or it's just like you're able to take that software and transition it to a blockchain thing? Or are y'all like creeping in at night, throwing in your USB and mining? <laughs> like, help me understand the no, computer like, connection. I, wouldn't say
1: that. I think that's the thing, right? That's the reason I sent you that uh, picture without my, uh, you know, cartoonized picture and stuff. No, So you could do that. I, have, I know some universities who've done that, right? student. Uh, you can google up right i don't think so I, uh, my lab did it so but i know you could have done it that's the thing so but but you're right uh software is different but the hardware remains the same you have either you can use these gaming laptops for mining uh something like ethereum but you do need a uh, different uh, uh you know sx application integrated uh application specific integrated subcutes right sx so for bitcoin mining so we didn't have that in our lab uh so uh, thank God, otherwise we would be mining it. <laughs> we would be using it. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we we did it in a different way. We uh, we didn't buy our own. We uh, like uh, it's this is very early days, right? 2014 uh, Bitcoin. So I got introduced to that at that time. I just know that this person, my lab mate, started a coin of his own. Uh, he was good at it, and he uh, helped me understand the space. Uh, I was skeptical because. Uh, it meant uh, easy transfer of money from India to US and US to India. And uh, at that point, uh, I was foolish enough to not recognize the opportunity because it was illegal in India. In a sense, in India there was no rem- you need a remittance license to move move money you know, around like that. And I was like, no. The uh, the technology was there, but there were no laws in place. So I made the mistake of not jumping in. Back then, if I had, I would be a millionaire by now. I got really seriously. I regret. I kick myself for that every day. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, then you would be on this I, podcast,
0: so it all. Yeah, worked I out. had
1: thought. I had thought uh, blockchain. I mean, I would. I had thought cryptography for a year almost when I was in India, right, and Pune. Uh, I thought it for a year, so I could see right in front of my. This is a big, big opportunity, right? And uh, it only got validated after my uh, lab mate started his own company. Like, then I was like, okay, you can't miss this. And it was one of the other opportunities. Uh, I mean, you could try anything. Uh, blockchain, AI, uh, that's all, these are all hype cycles. I I don't know how much of it, you really have to go deep down the rabbit hole to make some money in this. or you, you just I mean, otherwise you're just, you know, you know, like maybe scamming people or something without having uh, full knowledge of it, like expertise of it, right? So anyway, b- bottom line, I moved from there. To, I came back to India just to uh, explore the space, so to speak. So, and I spent six months looking for a co-founder and so on. So before we move to my India story, you have any other questions? <laughs> I, but I left, I left uh, US back. I tried to date over there and I realized uh, if I'm going to be, after my PhD, if I'm going to go back, it wouldn't make sense to bring someone from India uh, or like I mean, like marry an Indian American or something because I do have relatives in US and they were like, uh, get a job here and we'll get you a bride. I was like, no, thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I have so a good family. I'm a decent family. Yeah.
0: That's really, really interesting. So part of why you went back to India is for the marriage component. Like you didn't think about I could marry an American or is that like a cultural thing no, where I, I be... did, But
1: see, that's the thing, right? It's, I was juggling too many things. I've been trying to do a startup. It's not a steady income thing. And, uh, so I had to choose, <laughs> put it that way. So, and other thing was, yeah, I did date around a bit in us, um, uh, uh but uh, like I, I was pretty broad-minded, so I, I went out with anybody who would want to go out with me. So it worked out. <laughs> so it worked out swipe well. For me. You're I an automatic right swipe. I, I think himself. I would
0: say. Sorry. No, sorry. I was making a stupid like online dating joke. Like you were an automatic right swipe. Like everybody, you're like, yeah, yes. I'm good. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. I'm good. I should have built a software for that. I didn't. <laughs> so anyway. So. Yeah, but uh, we we had fun. All my friends were there. We, we, I was in the same lab for five years, right? So they did really help me. Uh, uh, they were there as a family for me. So right. So anyway, but that ended, and uh, I wanted to come back to India. I was pretty clear on that. So I came back here, and after I come, uh, came back over here, so it's a different world. Uh, now there was no concept of kind of dating. It's a little little conservative in India. I'm my family is around. So I can't hoodwink them and <laughs> go around on dates and stuff. Like, so yeah. uh, it's yeah, I was, I, had to, I had to get serious. Like, so uh, I was looking for arranged marriage and stuff uh, to settle down, marry, and uh, also start a company. So this is where my story starts. Actually, this gotcha. is how it begins.
0: And that's what I was yeah. about to ask. And um, I get, mm-hmm. I get very self-conscious because I don't feel like I ask questions with nuance, mm-hmm. and I never mean mm-hmm. to disrespect people but I'm interested in the, I've always heard about India, the arranged marriage culture, but you're literally the second Indian I've ever spoken to. And it did not get brought up with, I believe his name was Vishal, like two years ago. So like, is that a real, like that's very common, the
1: arranged marriage thing? Yeah, I think 90% of them uh, are arranged marriages. Actually, the thing is I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a dating app over here so that's the reason I'm bringing this stopping up, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh, you do have these. Uh, you have Match.com and U.S. Right? It's the same thing. You Have a clones of that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's very organic. It's it's not that out of the world stuff. It's organic. It's just that uh, right from get go you have your parents involved. Something like that. I mean, I, I know it sounds like your parents are hand holding at the stage, but uh, and it is what it is. This is how the culture is. is. It? Is it? Yeah.
0: No, no, no judgment. Right. I was actually um, talking to an eighth grade kid today in a a very simple way, trying to help him understand communism from like my American standpoint. And he's like, "Coach, he's a basketball player and I'm a basketball coach. And he was like, coach, so like Russia, they like can limit stuff you buy sometimes or they like spread it out. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, trying to think in my head, like, how do you explain that to a 14 year old? And I'm like, for some reason everybody's just cool with you don't talk shit about the president. Cause you might go to jail. And he's like, what? Yes. Like you can't post stuff like, which I'm like, dude, if you posted something, people would come to your house and take you from what I understand. And I'm like, or you could go to supermarkets and say, yeah, Yo, you can only get a pound of steak today and that's it. And he's like, why would they stop you? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know why it's just what the culture is. So all that to get into, like I enjoy without judgment, getting to know other countries, other cultures, because it's what makes the world. And so the yeah, arranged so I, marriage I, part,
1: I, 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 I wanted to introduce that part over here. I mean, the culture, the cultural difference. I I did see that a little bit. I mean, again, I don't want to, uh, you have all kinds, right? You, it's, it's not, you have urban India, you have rural India and stuff. So I, uh, again, it's divided. Uh, so the, I wouldn't uh, brush everything with a broad brush, yeah. right? I mean, just, uh, that's it. So, uh, should we move on to this thing? I, I actually have an Excel sheet over here uh, with a chronology of events on how things, uh, how I lost my 25K USD, right? My kind of a one year of your PhD stipend. Uh, I think people will learn a lot from this. So, that's the reason I wanted to uh, dive into that uh but it most likely more likely most likely it would be a monologue and i'm already kind of out of breath one second uh but you can you can ask me like you can uh so regarding blockchain and bitcoin it's fun because it's just a new payment uh, uh infrastructure thing for moving money uh, for moving money around so that is what it is uh and uh yeah, you can use it so there's uh, there's a lot of uh, room to make money here that's that's the thing either by trading coins or uh, studying your own chain block uh, blockchain right? you can study your own chain where you're man- it's just a database uh, so you're studying your own um, if you have a database you have a country it's as simple as that <laughs> I would put it that way right? so that that is what it is yeah so should should I uh should I move on with how I uh, yeah, ended up <laughs> sure? Yeah absolutely let's get into yeah. it sure sure yeah I have an exit it's like more like appropriate presentation for me so, yeah, before we get there, so I was uh, mentioning about this thing, right, that, uh, I was doing my thesis in uh, US uh, in my university and stuff. So, uh, the way it's, the journey starts was I was just dabbling with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff. And uh, some guy from India reached out to me and he said, I had a Facebook group of around 9,000 people. Uh, I'm, I'm the sole admin. So, some guy reached out to me and he said that he wants to uh, use my lab's computational power for just two days, right? to uh try some uh dictionary attack on some try to retrieve some bitcoin from some uh, uh, lost it was for some hackathon something where he just said he made up some story i don't know i just know that he wanted to access my uh, pc for around uh, 6 hours or something and i was like okay i was just being generous i thought it's it's completely harmless because i have thought network security and it's just uh, dictionary attack is just trying to guess a password where you're uh, trying all the possible combinations of uh, letters they get the thing right so you're trying to get the private key of the uh bitcoin wallet so he was trying to do something like that to win a reward so basically uh the way it works is somebody's uh kept some money in a wallet behind a private key and you have to try and uh, break the key uh, as a part of the hackathon right if you break the key you get the reward it's simple white hat uh hacking right so this guy wanted to access it i gave him the access it turns out it was a virus and it screwed up my whole PC. It sent me back my research by almost four four months, you know? So I couldn't even explain that to anybody because anybody would say, like, if I said that, they would say, you screwed up big time. <laughs> so, but uh, so I mean, generous. I had to rewrite my thesis, some chapters of my thesis because of that. I lost my, this thing, ransomware attack. It's a simple, pretty really, uh, low-key ransomware attack or something. So anyway, uh, Why that were you was so? Uh,
0: wait, l- l- let me pause because I do like to I- interrupt with questions like- why were, sure, you sure. So, why were you so gracious to the, for this hackathon?
1: Uh, I, I, I don't know man, I just, <laughs> just generous, that's it. I'm like this guy is just a kid, uh, and I, I can't pinpoint, I, I'm not sure if it was, that was the reason, but that seemed like just after this happened, my PC gets hacked the next day and I'm, you know, I'm really so like, it was a big mess, um, that's the thing. So anyway, uh, thankfully it didn't uh, wipe out my entire thesis document of six months of work or whatever. So I had backups, uh, but, uh, I didn't have backup for the past three or four uh, weeks, uh, three weeks, I guess. So I had to do redo that three weeks, but still doing redoing the graphs, all that stuff. It was a pain. Man. pain. Was yeah, a pain, dude, pain.
0: dude, anybody <laughs> who's done graduate work and, um, I got, I have a, yep. a couple of graduate degrees, but I was brought up in like the floppy disk era where you'd fuck around and you'd click exit and there was no prompt to like, do you want to save? You'd click the red exit and it would just be gone after like hours of research, development, charts, entering data, making sure it formatted right. And it's three in the morning, you're tired, you click X and then you wake up the next day to print it and it's half a page and it's like just your name. And
1: all you want to do is kill yourself. so I do want to I do want to write a novel or a novelist become. Some, so I've written novels and I've lost drafts of a novel and so, on. so all kinds of things have happened to yeah. me. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, bottom line, I moved from there. I came back. In six months, I just spent uh, looking for a thing. One of the uh, core thing back then was mining cryptocurrency, right? You just... Uh, basically, the thesis was that you just take free solar energy and convert it into coins. Money, printing. You just have a currency Printing machine in your backyard. That, right. that was it, more or less. Just to
0: clarify, mm-hmm. because this is where I sure. get a little lost. When you say mining, is it the mm-hmm. proof of work algorithms where your computer is validating the transfer, or is it literally the creation of some sort of coin?
1: No, it's just proof of work. We were trying to mine Bitcoin itself. Right? Okay. So the coin is already a Bitcoin, it's just validating the transactions. So you just, uh, it's more essentially proof of work is like winning a lottery uh if you uh, you try to win a lottery you just try to guess a number a hash value a certain hash value right so uh, the way it works is the more it's linear the more computational power you have the better your chances of uh, cracking the code the hash value and uh, there, that's it so
0: is there a standard algorithm the is there a standard algorithm that everybody's using or do you come up with your own Algorithm in order to crack or so, in order to have yeah, proof of work. Chain,
1: each chain or each coin has its own algorithm. Bitcoin has its own uh, Shaft uh, alg- uh, 256 algorithm, uh, right? Based on Shaft 256. That's the algorithm for hashing, uh, Okay. Uh, proof of work. So chain, right?
0: you don't so, create your own proof of work. Bitcoin basically gives you the algorithm and it's up to you to supply the power. Going back, like if you got enough switches cranked up, you're going to hit it quicker yep. than somebody
1: with less power. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right. Uh, at the same time, the, it's all open source, so you can download the code of Bitcoin and you can launch your own coin, like uh, you can launch a uh, scene coin, right? For your podcast, you can launch <laughs> a coin and you have a, a, a bunch of people uh, transacting and there's an economy built around, you can tra- launch your own country. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no end to it. You can launch your own religion backed by this coin, right? Ah, dude, so anything thing. can be, uh, uh, possibilities are endless. But again, it depends. Uh, that's what I thought back then. I was pretty naive. Then I realized, no, the real world world doesn't work that way. You don't become a king overnight. <laughs> so, yeah, or uh, launch a religion overnight, right? There's a lot of things. So, uh, so w- what happened was... Uh, just give me a second. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the first thing I did was trying to... Uh, I was pretty naive back then. This was in 2017. So, what I thought was, okay, if we can move around uh, billions of dollars in a pen drive, maybe I should just do that. You know, like, uh, uh, usually what happens is people uh, move gold bars from Dubai to India because they buy uh, gold bars in Dubai, it's cheaper, and then they sell it in India at a higher price because there's a huge demand for gold in India, right? Now, Bitcoin is called uh, digital gold. So, instead of actual physical gold, you can move Bitcoin on. There's a huge uh, uh, trade arbitrage, right? You're just taking advantage of the price difference in US versus India or all that stuff. Again, there, there, is, there are laws around this. they are monetary... Uh, Anti-money laundering laws and uh, PMLA acts and all that stuff. Uh, but back then, uh, if you do it ethically, I mean, if you do it legally, you you still making money. You could still make money, right? So you're allowed to remit uh, money from abroad to India and stuff. So it was as simple as that. So if you get, uh, so that that was what I was. Uh, I thought I could do. So what I did was I, I wanted to build a hardware wallet. This uh, is just a pen drive which holds your pa- password. Uh, private key of your uh, cryptocurrency. Just an email password, kind of a email. you can call it an email password, right? Almost similar. So uh, I tried to hire an ITN. Uh, he quoted me around. Uh, I have to have the numbers for you. It was thirty-five lakhs. I which is like uh, a pretty big amount. It's almost uh, around thirty k of forty k USD, right? For uh, making this uh, wallet, just to make this wallet. Why? He would,
0: uh, yeah, help me understand that, man. So you need. To pay thirty grand to get someone to give you a Bitcoin wa- or a wallet where you can now transact. No, no. Uh,
1: just want to, uh, just launch a wallet company, right? Uh, ledger. You are currently in the market. You have treasure ledger, ledger and stuff, right? Oh, to so like make one, your
0: own Bitcoin. Basically, yeah, own,
1: own wallet, own. own hardware wallet. Okay, just take you. You right? Uh, you have a pen drive. Uh, But you're making it more sophisticated, uh, air-gapped in terms of security and stuff, right? Offline wallet, that's it. So, uh, uh, the point is, I wanted to patent it, Uh, have it patented. Uh, You could have all kinds of versions and variations like the USB is wirelessly charged uh, or something like that. You don't have to, there's no wires to power it and stuff, it has a power bank, all that stuff, right? The, you have a LCD screen to uh, play around with all the different currency coins and uh, look at the price and stuff, right? So you do have. Sony was getting into this. Uh, they were back then in 2017. A lot of investment was flowing into the space, uh, including uh, name, big names like Sony. Right? I, I don't know. It, it was always around 20 million dollar funding and all that stuff. Like, so a lot of news. Let, let me strange,
0: yeah. again, dude. I'm asking because I'm just really, really ignorant yeah. to this whole another world. uh, So then the wallet, the reason it's literally called a wallet is because you're you're looking to pay somebody to create something that will hold all sorts of different fucking coins, all sorts of different blockchain algorithms that you can then, no? no. Uh,
1: It's just a password, email password. It's just protecting your password on a chip. That's it. So I think. I'm, 30, I'm not sure because I, I didn't build it. <laughs> so,
0: 30 grand but, to have a hacker-proof password.
1: Uh, yeah, on a on a pen drive. Because, see, the thing is, you might be keeping... if Let's say you're holding uh, $2 billion. It's just a number, right? Yeah. Behind a private key. If somebody gets your password, your wallet, they can transfer the $2 billion instantly in 10 minutes from one wallet address to another unknown wallet address. And you're... you're uh, you're down two billion dollars, right? I mean, it's just a number. It's just moving numbers around. Thank uh, because of that uh, specific, uh, you know, the email password, right? Private key password, or whatever. So that this is what I thought back then. But now I know better that uh, something called as liquidity, right? You you do you do have this two billion dollars in some uh, seen coins, but who's going to buy them from you, right? Who's going to uh, yeah. give you actual cash for that amount? Nobody. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh, even if they try to, the price might crash. From 2 billion, it might, it, you have slippage. It might crash to. It's, like, uh, you, you it's like you have a room full of mangoes or some any fruit that you can think of. And you're selling each of these fruits. Uh, by the time you get to the last fruit, uh, the prices crash so much. Because you know that in the market, there's uh, a shit ton of fruits now. <laughs> I mean, people yeah. don't want that coin or that fruit or gold bars that you're trying to uh, sell all of a sudden, right? The market has crashed already so thanks to your movement. Yeah.
0: The reason it's mm-hmm. called, it is the reason it's called a pen drive because it's like removed and self sustained, which makes it harder for others to get a hold of.
1: Yes. Uh, online. At least you can't hack it online, right? I can't uh, sit over here and try to get access to your system if it's not connected to the internet. Gotcha. So it's a cold wallet. Yeah, okay. it's a cold wallet. So you have hot wallets like MetaMask and you have cold wallet and so on. So it's, it's, it's pretty deep and I'm not uh, uh, I, I'm just I'm mostly looking for opportunities right to uh, start something and hire the right people and get get things going uh, I would put it that way so I do have uh, I do have an edge of a, a normal person that, that's uh, because I've thought this uh, thing so but I'm not the expert I'm not uh, I mean I've only written software I've not written the hardware part so so you're right in that sense. Like when I spoke to this guy, uh, the IITM founder, he said, look, dude, you don't do much. Uh, you're not contributing anything over here. You're just giving me an idea. And uh, unless you're willing to go on the street and sell pen door to door and make money off that, uh, I don't see where you're contributing here. You're just telling me some stuff which I can look up on the internet. So uh, what happened, this is one lesson I learned, right? I, he committed to the thing here. Uh, of uh, working on it and getting back to me saying uh, he'll look into it and come up with the design and uh, before we sign a deal, right? So I gave him almost three to six months, thinking that at the end of three to six months, he'll have something for me. Uh, And turns out the way things work in India is that uh, after I got back to him after three months or six months, he's like, hey, who are you? I don't know who you are. You never committed any money to me. So I never had the, somebody else gave me money for some other project and I just moved on. I'm like, dude. At least you should keep me in the loop. You should let me know, right? I would have found somebody else. So that kind of, uh, I don't have, I don't have the timeline. No. but I think around uh, November 2017. Uh, uh, almost from, I came back around uh, 2016, uh, 17. I don't know, I don't have the exact year, but. Uh,
0: so the last thing we heard okay. was, after three to six months, this yeah. dude is like, "Who are you? You didn't look yeah. for anyone else because you're anticipating getting a bill." at the end of this yes. six months to buy this pen yeah. drive, which will create a secure opportunity for you to create your own coin to then sell. Yeah.
1: No, not coin, uh, just, it's a, just a hardware device. It's just a, oh, not, just right the you whole, can it on your phone. And,
0: just a whole yeah. different cryptos or whatever you wanted to purchase.
1: Yeah, hold, hold these passwords to these cryptos, right? Hold these so passwords. What, these what's cryptos. happening is it's just a database. It's an Excel sheet, right? It's an account, it's a ledger. So uh, it just gives you X uh, you if you have a private key, you can change the numbers uh, that's it uh, numbers in the, just a number. so this is the thing uh, uh, you can start you can create a hundred uh, billion uh, seen coins today on your Excel sheet, right So and you can give me some of it fifty percent of it. Uh, that's what happened recently Shibu Inu they just they what they did was this this coin called Shibu Inu, what they did was they created a trillion dollar, a trillion coins and they gave half of it to some big celebrity like, uh, the Ethereum founder, right? uh, uh, right. So just to like, if imagine seeing coin as being used by, uh, some, uh, actress, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: That's actually really yeah, smart, I mean. right? Because then you make it cool. And then you make the <laughs> other ones valuable. And then hopefully that yeah. person holds it. The celebrity <laughs> would hold it while <laughs> other people are buying it up. Then they would release it. They would make the money that costs them nothing. And then hopefully, yeah, so, Yeah, the
1: fun part here is all these uh, wallets, right, once they are, it's like an email ID. Once you know this email ID belongs to uh, Beyonce, right, Yeah. then you can start spreading her email ID, sending her emails. So instead of emails, you're sending your coins, seeing coins to her wallet. So it makes it look like she's receiving a lot of coins and she's holding these coins and she's investing in these coins and stuff. So uh, it's just a perception, right? So, you can do that. You can look up uh, Etherscan and you can look up all the uh, the balances in these coins. So, if you have a wallet address and you know, who, you can just look up the balances but you wouldn't know whose uh, email ID is it or whose wallet address it is. So, it's pseudonymous, right? So, it's not, uh, there's a layer of anonymity over here but if you are dealing with exchanges then they do your KYC like a regular bank. They have your, uh, you know, your voter's ID your your pa- passport and all that stuff and they can identify you. So, this is uh, so it's a, uh, it's a spectrum between a hardcore privacy versus, uh, a good, uh, regulated bank, right? Something, uh, like yeah. a, and remittances, license you for a remittance license, you need around $2 million, right. Uh, to move money between countries. So, so that's the thing. Uh, that, uh, that is how it is.
0: Oh, okay. So let me, and I'm sorry that I'm <laughs> jacking up your storytelling. I know you're excited to tell it, but that's, that's something I didn't think about either. So there's, Certain fees, and what's the currency in India? Is it a ruble? It's ruby, ruby, ruby. ruby. I'm sorry, I apologize, ruby. So yes. if yes. I wanted to take Indian rubies and convert them to American dollars, there's a two million dollar fee for a company to be the company that does that. No, no. Uh, the fee, the
1: licensing fee, is only to move money around, right? If you want to, rem- uh, if you want to move dollars from out- to outside US, to any other country, then you would have to move through these regulated banks. To get that regulation license, you would need this $2 million license. Like uh, PayPal has it and uh, some big names have it, right? Gotcha. Whoever is in the money transmission business, they have this license. Yeah, they right? have USDC, Tether, uh, um, these are stable coins, uh, which are equal to one, each one is worth $1, right? So, they have these uh, licenses.
0: So then that makes sense because if you had blockchain and you had the ability t- on your own language for me to give you money, we could do that without mm-hmm. going through anybody who's paying this $2 million fee to transfer the currency and taking part of the money during the transfer.
1: Yes, that's right. But again, it's illegal. So people uh, all, <laughs> all over the world uh, countries are trying to collaborate and try to pin this down, sense. right? That so makes sense. Yeah. Key Okay, so cause... this was a, almost for six to seven years this happened. I mean, people were just moving money around. Again, it's not real money, right? Cine coin is not real money. If you go tomorrow and say, I stole 20,000 Coin," nobody cares, right? so or Sunny coin. <laughs> uh, so only when you, uh, the way uh, this happened in India as well, uh, the country, the, the central bank uh, said that uh, we can only, we only have regulated banks. So what we'll do is we'll ask the banks not to deal with these uh, startups or these uh, people who are dealing with cryptocurrencies. So, this, they just sent a notice all over in, uh, in the news in the, on the website. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it created a huge damage for a lot of these startups in India. Uh, everything, anything for that matter. Yeah. The
0: startups weren't allowed to borrow rubies in order to actually pay for the equipment they need to be a company, or they weren't able to cash no, no, out. No what they had. Yes. Uh, so yeah. they're stuck so with the, all the scene okay. coins and all of a sudden they think they yeah. have a value, but I can't cash them into rubies. So I'm fucked.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, God, that was it. Uh, so I mean, uh, the banks are already regulated, right? So they, they don't have to worry about it. So you can go and give your coin to anybody, but you have to find somebody to accept it. That's the issue. And most people who want to accept it, they either want gold bus or they want uh dollars, right? So something that, so you need some exchange to, uh, convert and this exchange again. Uh, it would need bank uh, accounts for its employees, right? If if I have an, if you're running an exchange and you have twenty employees, right? Who's somebody who's maintaining the website? Somebody is maintaining the social media account. They need to get paid salaries, and these salaries would be paid in dollars. And uh, so the uh, when they are about to pay their taxes and stuff, they ask, "Which company are you working for?" And they just straight away say, we are not going to service you because you're a." Cryptocurrency company, something like that. So mm. it, something happened uh, on uh, on this uh, on this line. So coming back to my story, what happened was yeah, I tried, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I, it I is my purpose to make the you
0: thing. get off topic of your story as much as I can. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> <Stand> deep.
1: <laughs> I to on that, so, <laughs> you are
0: yeah. you are so laser fine, focused though, man. I love it. You are um. No,
1: because we Brad, this up two us, right? I mean, that, that's the thing. So uh, I'm trying to, yeah. It's a good
0: story. I, uh, trust me. <laughs> I know. I I need to quit being. I think people
1: learn. Yeah, people will learn from this. Like how, if you want to start something of your own, this is what you. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna run it? No, no doubt.
0: And I guess what I keep cutting in with is things that I've never had to consider. That I'm like, holy shit, that's right. You think you need, you need a startup? You hire some people, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, how do I get people? How do I get credit lines? for crypto yep. that's illegal like yep. that that would be a real thing where you're trying to have a market but the government's against your market
1: yeah so thankfully that uh that thing the notice got overturned by the Supreme court and now things are fine <laughs> so you just uh yeah oh no way well, india's
0: <laughs> india's supreme <laughs> court said that cryptocurrency yeah. can be yes exchange you can read it
1: so you just have to right now. you just need to pay around 30 percent tax uh you have to pay 30 percent tax on all your profits on your gains and that's it that's more or less the thing it's still not helpful it creates creates a lot of friction in terms of uh, all the uh you know transactions being tracked and all that stuff but uh still a, a step better than the what it was previously which was completely unregulated and uh I wouldn't say grey market, it was just unregulated. Like, you had Uber, when it, Uber first launched, it was unregulated. There were no uh, background checks for the drivers being made and so on. Right, something similar. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, uh, coming back to that, from there, I moved on to, uh, I got offers from, to move to, my hometown is Bangalore. So, I got offers from other cities in India, Chandigarh and Hyderabad and all the stuff, where people wanted me to move there and uh, start a company. Like, I was looking for a co-founder, right? So, I did uh, run into some 19-year-old uh, kids, uh, brothers who uh, who wanted to join their company, uh, but it turned out that it was more of a family business, and there was this economy. They were adding in more, more and more family members, so it was getting crowded. You know, like I was, I was not finding my own place uh, voice over there. So I was like, okay, fine. This that took another two months, right? Just, just you know, homing in on this one single co-founder that I was looking for such a long time. <laughs> so I was pretty particular because when you want to raise funds, uh, they do look for. Uh, uh, like somebody else to be there in case you're absent, right? Uh, to run the company. So, uh, uh, venture funds and stuff. So, anyway, uh, that that was done. Then what happened? During this phase of six months, I was also running a uh, Facebook group. Uh, of it, it was growing very well and it was growing organically and pretty growing pretty rapidly. At that time, uh, people got to know me through this group and I was going to these meetups and stuff. Uh, the meetups were quite depressing because mostly when uh, people who showed up they had failed startups right it's, it's very hard to get a, a successful startup uh, I if they're running a success, I mean yeah so they're not hanging around in meetups and stuff right the local meetups and all those events so uh yeah it, the it 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 should have warned me that it's not easy running a startup but anyway when I went to these meetups <laughs> but uh, so there was this guy uh, so n- coming back to I had three co-founders in my startup uh, two of them were I'll name them as Banu and uh, uh, bit two, right, uh, M and B, right? So, they were just uh in their mid 20s, and uh, uh, it so happens that uh, this guy, Manu, he reached out to me saying, Hey, I think you're good at you're a PhD, you're good at research and stuff. So, we are looking some uh, we we have uh, already uh, like we have been into the mining space, uh, uh, we've just done two months or something work on this, uh, we have uh, headway. I mean, you're already two steps ahead of you in that sense. So we have done this small, uh, within a small room uh, for 2 BHK. We have set up our own mining center and stuff. You can come and take a look if you're interested. And uh, he was actually not pitching to me. He was just saying, uh, we were just discussing, right? Like, what are you up to and what am I up to and stuff. And he told me that he got, uh, he got he had a politician on board. And the politician was giving him access to a huge industrial belt with huge uh, unlimited amount of electricity. This is how he put it to me right? Subsidize electricity because normally you go to some, uh, I mean your home electricity, you have to pay the bill, but here it's subsidized because it's an, an industrial belt for a big thing. So can I, you just told me that just to uh-huh,
0: sure. interject because now what I'm thinking is balancing, it seems like there's basically <clears throat> two costs that if you were having a startup, you'd have to figure out the software, <laughs> hardware, computer aspect, right? Like, the shit that mm-hmm. actually does the mining and then the other cost yep. that's going to kill you would be the electricity that all of yep. the mining equipment does. Yep. So yep. Yep. help me understand a little more about the subsidized electricity versus um I don't know just non-subsidized cuz that's something I like I just think of our power grid in America the town and location you mm-hmm. live at dictates who mm-hmm. you buy power from. And if you're in a city, the city gets to control the power. So that costs more than more like a co-op, which is a nonprofit and has board members. And then there's actually private companies that have shareholders. So I'm curious what it's like over there for your power and the subsidies.
1: Mostly if it's, if the electricity is being used for industry purposes, right? Industry, big industries like silk, like, uh, uh you know, government factories or, uh, clothing factories and stuff, right so it's subsid uh, it's uh, lesser than the
0: market price you can use uh, you can pay lesser than the market price right uh oh,
1: yeah so, so it's like bulk gover- you're buying stuff
0: in bulk yeah so like a, just a real stupid example if tesla opens <laughs> oh, up boy. a plant over there and the government mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. tesla to open the plant they're going to yes. give them some sort of a credit on the amount of power yes. that they pay so if an hours worth of power costs 100 dollars the government will give blank amount of money towards that
1: They won't give a blank amount of money, they'll charge you less instead of 100, you're going to charge just 80. Well,
0: I guess, like, (laughs) honestly, it's the same thing, right? Or do they like pass the cost on to
1: the regular people? Like, if you have an apartment, it's a good question, I don't have the answer for that, yeah. Uh, because electricity again is a rare commodity, right? So, this bitcoin thing, it's that's the thing, it's just but I would say bitcoin is like a subsidized electricity, you're buying, uh cheap power from China, hydropower from China. They are processing the transactions for you and you can do this transaction while you're sitting in India, right? So, they're actually uh, processing this transaction, your Indian transaction while sitting in China with Chinese electricity, right? So, it's as simple as that. Uh, Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So that that's interesting. The hydroelectric power, if you if you have like a like in America, Niagara Falls, right? And you're able mm-hmm. to like get the power from the water falling, and you could yep. mine Bitcoin from that, where it's a zero energy cost versus I've got to buy coal, I've got to burn it, kind of a thing. Yep. Like, well, I guess it wouldn't really be zero because you have to have the equipment in order to harness the power. But yeah. I like that's a real interesting leg up if you have these natural like if you had solar if you had wind if you had hydro mm-hmm. where you yep. have these natural ways to produce energy to mine the bitcoin mm-hmm. it would be a huge advantage for profit margins because you're not paying as much for
1: electric yeah so that, that is what i thought too and i did pitch it to some uh actually i didn't pitch i got reached out by these investors venture capital uh associates and stuff at least one of them they emailed me and said, hey, we are interested in what you're doing and so on, right? But uh, uh, we had an uh, argument over there. I'm still not clear who's right in this thing. Uh, my point was you could mine from anywhere in the world, right? Your, your mining equipment could be in China or it could be in, uh, near Niagara Falls. But I could sit from home here and using software, I can just monitor the thing in India, right? Can and we, he was like, no. I'm sorry, uh, man. Yeah, you,
0: sure. Because that's something it's I hadn't good, thought good, about either. And... Um, I don't know. It's it sucks that we're not in person so that it could be a little more um, back and forth of the convo. But would you like basically rent out Bitcoin computer hardware in China that you would then organize? Like I'm picturing it like you would rent a warehouse, you would pay people to like make sure it's all operational and then you would kind of oversee it virtually from India. Is that how you were picturing it?
1: Exactly. So, uh, no, that was not, uh, this is how the investor picturized it, right? The investor was trying to reach out to me, he thought that, right? I was like, no, we would have this warehouse in India, not in China, right? And my reasoning was, uh, there would be uh, restrictions in cross-border movement of Bitcoin because it's digital gold, Mm. Uh, right? Any commodity, you have restrictions, you have these, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the government monitors it, right? So I did not believe in this concept of Bitcoin where you can move around money anywhere in the world as you as and when you please, as you wish, there would still be regulations in place, banking channels and all that stuff. So I said the same thing to him. It would be geofenced. So it makes sense to uh, mine Bitcoin in India versus mining elsewhere. Right? Rather than import Bitcoin from other countries, why not generate it here in India itself?
0: Yeah, it would Is be like owning rental. To me, I'm like, it would be like owning rental, beachfront rental property in China, where how are we mm-hmm. going to maintain it? How are we going to make sure it's secure? How are we going to make sure the people that are around it are doing their job if I'm so many thousands of miles away? It's just an added liability. Yes. Why, why wouldn't you want it somewhere where you can have way more control over it? That just, to me, that's like yes. a say it out right. loud test.
1: Yeah, you are right. Except this is online currency, right? It could be. It doesn't matter whether the uh, beachfront property is in U.S. or in China, right? Except. Yeah. But uh, you need
0: the hardware. Uh, like you actually physically need, like I'm thinking of like those old school computer drives, right? Like you need rectangles yeah. plugged in yes. somewhere yes. with chips and yeah. boards processing. And if those are in yeah. China, how do you make sure they're not dusty? Right? How do you make sure <laughs> the air conditioning is correct?
1: <laughs> Uh, you you're thinking the way I am thinking, but the investor said that it's cheaper. If electricity is cheaper in China, I would rather buy electricity from China, not from India. Right. right? So that, that makes sense as well. No. Uh, yeah. In
0: theory but, it does. But the practicality to me but, is like, well, the devil's in the details, dude. All right. So like, what if Tom calls out sick, who are we going to make yeah. sure has the warehouse at 68 degrees so that our servers
1: don't crash? You're right. Uh, you'd rather have your equipment right in front of your eyes rather than somewhere in China, right? The beachfront property. So uh, I pitched the same thing to him, but he he said it's cheaper. The beachfront property is cheaper in China, right, than in uh, in US. And it's online currency. It's not. Uh, uh, I'd rather mine it in China or here. He was right in in his from his point of view, but I was like uh, tomorrow if uh, China goes, if there's an earthquake in China and it is off uh, off uh, of the grid, right? And you need uh, your stuff, then you would need to still buy uh, the property in US, the beachfront property in US, right? So that was my point. Like, uh, I would want to just, uh, I mean, Bitcoin anywhere is still the same Bitcoin, whether it's mine in China or in India, but uh, I would want to compete with China, sim, sim, uh, as simple as that. Uh, we, we build our own homegrown electricity and we mine it and we use it. That was my pitch. Uh, He did not like it. I mean, actually, he uh, was more interested in the fact that there were no rules, uh, laws around the taxation. How do you tax this uh, money that you're generating out of thin air? (laughs) Uh, So so if uh, you generate
0: it in China, he was hoping that if it if it's Chinese income, it wouldn't be taxed as high as if it was in India in income.
1: Um. No, uh, yeah, you're you right and that's, still
0: have to bring it to India, right? So you'd still have to pay the tax when you got to yeah, India. Yeah. Cause you'd have to claim it if that's your home country. So it just comes down yeah. to like your infrastructure costs of yeah. property and, um, I don't know what mm-hmm. electricity would be with. All right, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> no,
1: but that, That's the point. It's just about electricity. If you have cheap access to electricity, you can do this. You can get into this business. So anyway, uh, uh, so, I, when uh, this guy, Manu, who was my co-founder, right, he, uh, maybe we'll use an English name. Or can say some name with him. It'll be easier for you to follow, I guess.
0: Yeah, whatever uh, you're comfortable with.
1: Yeah, fine, okay, yeah. So, this guy, uh, when he pitched it to me, I imagined a huge industrial space and electricity, huge uh, grids and electricity, power grids and all that stuff. And I was getting free access to that, right, uh, to mine this thing. So, I... Uh, he did not uh, he was not pitching to me he was just saying he had access to that so I was like wow I wish I had that kind of an access that's all I thought in my mind and I left it at that then uh, six months later uh, he came he got back to me and he said hey uh, you were looking for a co-founder would you be interested like almost six months like uh, almost it's been six months since he's known me and uh, I was like see last time I missed out I did not even ask him if he was uh, he was looking for partners and this time he himself has approached me there's no way I'm going to keep this uh, out of the window, right? I really turned to it with both my hands without doing any kind of due diligence, nothing. It was like, man, uh, it was fear of missing out. Pure fear of missing out. I, I knew a lot of people were trying to get access to this electricity. He was. Uh, he had a politician co-founder uh, on board and uh, it, it becomes, the red tapeism and all is gone, right? It, it becomes easier the, to move, uh, get the paperwork done.
0: The second time you so, brought up the political um, co-founder, were you sure about this did you verify this at all or were you just taking this person's word that he had this political
1: connection yeah i was taking this person uh, this person's word and anyway we were going to register as co-founders uh, legally registered a company uh, as co-founder so i would have to meet him so uh so that's what happened they asked me to come on board as uh they would interview me it was him his uh friend who stayed together manu and bitu like uh, 20 mid 25 year old kids and there was this third guy uh who's their boss and the politician guy, right? Uh, he didn't have a politician. He had the clout. He was not, he, had, he was on the background kind of a thing, right? He didn't have a connection as such. So, uh, he interviewed me. So, we went, I went to the space uh, to the uh, uh, house or something. Uh, so, this guy, this politician person, I, I just call him as a 7-Eleven guy because he owns a store, a grocery store Right, uh, like a Seven Eleven or a dollar store, right? So, the that's main such, uh, so the, like
0: that's just such a stereotype that is frowned upon in America <laughs> is to call someone who's Indian a Seven Eleven. That's why I'm laughing because it's like it would be border. I feel like it would be borderline racist huh? if I said it. But shop I guess so. Okay, we
1: go at shopper Stop. Any anything is fine. I mean, I was there for nine years, <laughs> and but these are the only names that come to me. So yeah, so he has his own store, and these uh, two twenty-five-year-old uh, software guys uh, have had developed a billing software for him. And they had pitched him this uh, mining thing where you can just generate uh, free money out of thin air uh, using electricity. And he was uh, he liked it, but he was like, "I'm a little skeptical. I don't trust you both. Uh, bring on somebody who's who has some academic background or something, and we'll think about it." Oh, right?
0: income, yeah. Sandeep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he comes, he, this guy, uh so I'm introduced by this Manu, right? I hope it becomes, there's just three characters, Manu, uh, Bittu, and then this, uh, so Manu is hot-headed, it's pretty, very hot-headed, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, quick, quick decision, uh, I mean, uh, impulsive, I would say. So he, uh, anyway, uh, so the, uh, the way it happens is they interview me, they like, uh, they like my pitch, they're like, okay, uh, this guy knows his stuff, literally. And I was also thrilled. Uh, they, they say, yeah, we can uh, we can get on board. All the four of us are going to be co-founders, 25% each. And uh, we'll uh, get this through, right? We'll do this. And uh, so things were going smoothly. Uh, I mean, this just happened in November. They, I, I had just moved back from US to India. So I still had to get my bank account uh, opened and my passport transfer, my address changed and all that stuff. So due to that paperwork, uh, they registered almost uh, four weeks ahead of me. Right, so it turns out if anybody looks up uh, looks up the paperwork, it seems like they were the ones who started the company, but that's not true. I was there. I mean, they didn't even know the spelling of ICO or something like that. Right. So these uh, these terms, uh, I thought them the whole thing.
0: Wait, so that's kind of interesting because now if you get into like a legal paper paper trail thing, so you weren't <laughs> able to be on the company's founding paperwork because you were still processing. To come back to be like an Indian citizen?
1: No, I, I am a citizen, but I didn't have an I was away from India for almost nine and a half years, right? Yeah. So I didn't have a working functioning bank account. I did not have my address, uh, my address had chain, uh home address, right? I had to update my passport and stuff. So that kind of delayed things a bit just by two weeks or three weeks. That's it. So huh. you're getting what I'm saying?
0: Okay,
1: yeah. Like, it's... I was getting pages to do to, 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 to life in India. right? So I was a PhD student in US for five and a half years and I just moved back. So I had to get some stuff sorted out. So yeah, this happened. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's easy. It's hard. I, I had to get my Aadhaar card or uh, the uh, citizen's ID or something over here to get my passport done and stuff. I mean, uh, updated and stuff. So that delayed by one or two weeks. Like, if you look at the paperwork, it says I joined the company uh, three weeks later. That's it. that's that's my point that's the point of thank me no yeah yeah, and i'm not trying to throw
0: shade on your point but like that does mm -hmm. i i don't think like i've never tried to be in another country for nine years and then go back to my country and then figure out hey i immediately want to start something (laughs) and like now i have to register all this shit like i think about going to the dmv when you buy a car and all the like my license would be expired in america if i lived in india yes. for nine years yeah. so now i got to go get a license and that's not just like a 10 minute thing a lot of times it's well yeah. where's your bill well i don't have a bill i just moved back well we need proof of residency where's your electric bill well i'll have one yes. in a month okay well i don't have then, yeah no, that's then, the thing. then then <laughs> okay we'll see you in a month when you we know that you live somewhere <laughs> like that's how it works in america so it does kind of make sense that like that would be a little bit of a hassle in india
1: as well. Yeah. So, uh, so the way it, what, what, I'm, I'm just
0: looking at once Yeah. Yeah. Can so I, by the way, wet, just cause... can, can I just give you a shout out um, on the fact that yeah. I'm assuming English is not your first language? No, it's not. Dude, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're fucking killing it, man. Like the fact that I'm able to ramble and you can follow me with this being how many, how many languages do you speak?
1: About three, I guess. Yeah. Three. Okay. Dude, uh, yeah, that my mother tongue Canada. Uh-huh. I, sure. sorry.
0: I, I shouldn't have interrupted you, but I was just going to say, that's amazing. The fact that you're this conversational <laughs> in English and it not be your first language man is, um, is very impressive. Yeah. I,
1: uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, the, the, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, was, I mean, sorry, I don't, my background know, is. I don't know why it
0: hit me, but I'm just like, I'm sitting here rambling, throwing all this shit at you. And
1: you're but, able like, to I, follow. I, my, I was, yeah, I was doing my PhD for fires, and all my lab mates were Americans, right. so I, it was easy for me to grab on, um, catch on to their dingo uh, and language and all your uh, colloquial, colloquial languages, tones uh, yeah. and stuff, right? So that that's that's more <laughs> right. So yeah, coming back to my story, I actually don't know how I get to <through> this. <laughs> so, nothing much. I mean, I'm just telling you. So the, so they they made me a reverse pitch. They said, "Oh, look, uh." going to put in some money, and uh, uh, for twenty-five percent of the company, you have to put in your stuff as well. I had around uh, initially. I thought, okay, I'm uh, I'm going to start a company in this space, and I would set aside around six lakhs Indian or, or rupee, which is like eight k dollars USD, right? 8K US, uh, eight k USD, eight thousand USD. But they asked me for uh, around sixteen k, double of that. I was okay, cool. Uh, I would uh, I'll still sorry, I'm looking at the Excel sheet over here. So I was. Uh, I was cool with it, uh, once again. Just give me a minute. Just, what, yeah.
0: what was the money supposed to go towards? Uh,
1: we had to buy these uh, SX, right? These uh, machines to mine the thing. All the equipment, right? So, uh, we had graphic cards, the, the game the cards, which you can eat, uh the second coin, Ethereum, but you would need uh, SX, uh, application-specific integrated circuits, right? These are like boxes, uh, uh, specifically for mining Bitcoin, right? So we had to get those from uh, Hong Kong. They had uh, done some groundwork. They had been to Malaysia and uh, the Malaysian company had offered us almost 500k USD uh, 500k USD for 80 to 90, 80% to of the company, right? So they, they just wanted to set, set up a branch or an arm in India. And we were like, no, we don't want to sell away 80% of the company. I was very particular about that. I wanted to start my own company. I didn't want to uh, be a part of some other company. Right. So uh, before I'd say that we turned down 500k USD, it was more uh, the deal never materialized because the law, they had to do their due diligence, we had to do us, and uh, this was the, a company called Midas uh, long back. Uh, I mean this is in 2000, again, 2017, right? I don't know if the company exists or not now, but basically, essentially the company was named Midas, it was into mining, and this uh, my co this, the boss, uh, the 7-level guy, he had gone visited to Malaysia. They had uh, visited Shenzhen in China. They had called Dengue Fu over there and they had gone through a lot of shit uh, while traveling abroad. And I was just like this cool guy with a, a blazer and a tie and a, just coming there as the a sales guy and they wanted me to be the brand uh, face of the company, literally. So Because yeah. you had the
0: rep. So you I, I had the look and you had the credentials.
1: credentials. Yeah. Yeah, I was knowledgeable, but I did not have the hands-on experience that they had, which was like the plumbing and the stuff, which they did, right? so they had that advantage over me uh, and the space was moving so fast people were uh, throwing money at the space at such high space you could not just uh, you had to just go with the flow you had to it's it's a momentum driven thing uh, startups right you it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to uh, get in there and be the uh, front runner right uh, so so what happened was eventually we uh, this guy the sameleman guy uh, introduced us to one of his friends who i think this story is going to go long do can, can we do something uh, could we just uh, like do this another day or something like that? it would take another one hour and i well, oh.
0: um, what do you want to do uh, i'm good man if you want to keep rolling uh
1: it's a long story. It'll take some time. It'll take about half an hour or something. Fine. I'll, I'll just uh, tell you. Yeah, yeah no, so, dude. I'm, I mean, uh, I'm good. Dude, sure. I,
0: I've got easily another hour. That's not a big deal for me.
1: Sure. Yeah. Could I take a five minute break or something? Or Yeah, absolutely. No, no, okay, no, 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 I think we lose the flu. No, so it's fine. I'll,
0: uh, I'll continue. Uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I don't you're such to. an, an overthinker, think. yeah. man. This is amazing. Um, completely whatever you're good with. If you need to take a bathroom break, that's no problem at all. Um, but I'm good no, with time on my end to finish the story.
1: Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll do that. I'll finish it. Yeah. So what, what happened? Uh, so this guy introduces me to one of his friends, uh, who's pitching in phylax, which is around, around six K USD, right? Which you need to open up here. So that person just gives us a check and he gives us, he's a real estate person. He has, uh, own a lot of empty apartments and buildings all over spread all over the ported all over the city right and he's like uh anyway nobody's using this so what you guys can do is use it for your mining thing and if you make some money give me some a bit a small percentage of that right it was all verbal these people knew them for almost 30 years uh the guy it was his own friend uh friend and so so the mistake again i made over here was uh we did not take a legal document, uh, a lease, we did not sign a lease, a contract, uh, right? Wow. I was like, wow, I'm getting such a big football field size uh, space. I mean, I won't say football field, sorry. Uh, it was uh, pretty large. Uh, you put, uh, a large space to keep our uh, equipment, right? So we were trying to scale like 500, 500 machines and all that stuff. We had just around four or five machines uh, in a small 2BHK apartment. And now we are moving to uh, a huge uh, building, right? Uh, and this guy was giving us a free uh building for free almost to use use that space. And uh and he on just top of that, that, was
0: a mistake, they were able to give you the Sorry? the discounted energy as well. So not only a real yes. discount on rent, a <laughs> discount on energy. And it's like <laughs> it was, was it never thing. it never <laughs> clicked for you that you're like, man, this is too good to be true, or did you just think everybody there's no. enough money to be made where it everybody's was, gonna be no, happy.
1: it was all genuine. It you no, know, it was all genuine it's like when things are going good everybody's by your side when things are falling apart then everybody is <laughs> looking after their own back right that's how that's what happened here uh so here too uh like uh I got a free space uh, uh for setting up the equipment and stuff so that was good uh, that was good to go and next what happened was uh, uh yeah so this is now here comes the twist right the the day I interview with this 7-Eleven guy he takes me to a corner and he says, listen, I don't trust these two guys, Bitto and Manu, right? And I am putting you just to make sure that you keep them in check, keep them in line, right? I don't want them to screw me over, or do me over, right? And I am shell-shocked because shell-shocked, literally, <laughs> because uh, Manu is a good friend of mine. He was the one who introduced me, right? How am I going to backstab him and keep, uh, like I'm a spy over here. He's literally put, a, implanted a spy to look after these guys, right? So, he was already playing uh, games and political games and stuff, right? So again, I don't know. I am really don't i do not know if I should trust Manu or if I should trust these guys. So Manu was fine. Uh, I was cool with him. I had a good relationship because he was the one who approached me. But uh, his friend, Bitu, who's a little calmer, right? He did not like me because he was like, we already, we are doing all the hard work. And some guy with a blazer and t-shirt, he just comes, a business MBA kind of a guy. And he's just taking 25% of the company. It doesn't make sense, right? Uh, and he, but he had good uh, experience in networking and stuff. Again, so he had networking certifications and stuff. So he was crucial for the company, literally uh, critical. Uh, he also had good experience. Uh, everybody was all the four of us were good in our own way, and we were very uh, very much required for the company to function. Right. Mm-hmm. So they wanted me to get some uh, customers from US or maybe give give a broader, uh, say, uh, you know, exposure of our company of. Uh, uh, this thing, customers, or at least uh, let us know how my uh, my own lab mate started his own company, got it to eight million and all that stuff. He'd seen us, right? They just wanted to uh, copy that model or any something of that sort on so that side. let
0: me pause you. So is the sure. goal to create your own type of altcoin, or is your goal to mine Bitcoin, or are you trying to do both simultaneously?
1: Yeah. So it turns out that uh, my friends in US who are doing their, uh, this mining thing, they realized that it's better to create their own coin and mine. It would be more profitable, right? Yeah, well, kids you own it's the coin, coin, right? Like
0: Bitcoin, just study yeah. goes down the miners. That's the whatever the algorithm or the profit plan yeah. that they have is like yeah. every whatever three four years. It's like
1: it's like a little uh, cake, a circular cake, and the more for a pizza, right? The more slices you make, the less of yeah. the pizza. Yeah, right. that's so issue people the join it to have a, a Yeah, so that is how it is. So uh
0: so are you does, guys now in your business model? Are you shifting from hey, we don't need to mine Bitcoin, we need to create our own coin and now sell and find buyers for our own coin?
1: So that was like after maybe three or four years later, down the line. it oh, could have okay. it as a roadmap, right? Gotcha. Uh, make your own chain. Everybody does this. If you're ambitious, if you want to conquer the space, this is what you have to do. Uh, you would have to do down the line, I guess. Uh, not necessarily, but uh, there are successful models who have done that already. And they are in the range, of, they've got raised money, uh, money at the range of and fifty million million from India, right? Uh, like, uh, you have Ethereum, which is the second best coin. And uh, there are layer two networks called Polygon and Matic, which it started off in India and they got funding up to $450 million. And I mean, I don't know what, they are worth $10 billion or something today. Just in a span of three years, right? So it's, it's a long story. I mean, the, so the space is big uh in that sense. You can, so this is what we realized too. Either you can uh, mine Bitcoin, you can trade Bitcoin, or you could uh, manage funds for other people uh as a mutual fund or a, a thing uh, ETF and stuff, Bitcoin ETFs. And you could start your own coin or you could just be a transaction processing guy or you could start your own central government currency like CBDCs, right? Central digital currencies. Uh, you could provide software with the governments who want to... Uh, who have you... Who want to... Permission network. So, it's a permissionless network. Anybody can join and leave anytime. transaction, right? some money and leave anytime. In permission, it's just a set a database with only 7 people allowed to uh, access the database, right? 7 or 8 people. So, these are eight validators, eight of uh, this thing. So you have validators, you have miners, you have stakers, stakers just you're depositing your amount there uh, and if you uh, make mistakes in validating the transactions, you get slashed. Uh, you lose some amount, pay right? penalty. So you have proof of work, you have proof of stake. So these kind of things. So the space is uh, huge and vast. So, but our focus was initially just to set up a mining center. So that, that's the thing. We have gone in any other direction point yet what we want to do next three four years right you have this opportunity to make uh, money and if you screw up you screw up probably and you lose a lot of money (laughs) so so because it's hardware uh Graham has said this right uh uh, (laughs) startups are like you're facing death uh, near a certain uh, death but if you're doing hardware startups it's like facing infantile death you're dying at the stage of a baby (laughs) Uh, baby himself, you're dying, right? that's what he said, I, I, I couldn't uh, uh, put it down properly, but that is what it is. hardware startups are hard, really hard to do it, uh, a lot of operations and it's you're moving uh, stuff across borders and all that stuff, so anyway, um, the uh, story, the, this was a plan, you have a small 2BHK with a mining thing set up, now we have to scale it, and we just, uh, it was just set up in two months, so I'm pretty new to the company, so I could be called a founder, uh, not a co-founder or, a, or anything lesser than that. So we, we just started quickly at the same time. So I had given them the idea, like all these things, you can do all these things, right? So uh, you could also fundraise, you can fundraise on your own coin. You could do something called as an ICTU, Initial Coin Offering, right? You're offering coins, your own seen coin offerings. This was way back in 2017 when this was uh, a big deal back then, right? So the issue with raising your own coin and funding and all, uh, it gets a little scammy because uh, unless you have a proper business plan and use money and you can take that money and run away, right? So, that is where we started having differences. Uh, this is where the issue, this issue started from day one. Uh, he said, keep an eye on these two guys, right? Uh, the 7-Eleven guy. And I was like, okay, uh, now how do you manage this politics? It's like, uh, it's just four uh, four employees in the company, us four directors, right? Or each one is a boss. Uh, there's nobody lesser than it. It's a flat hierarchy. And now you've got to have alliances and all that stuff and this thing. And uh, they were good negotiators as well, the three of them. And they had taken, uh, uh, how much was that? I initially had 88K USD and they had asked me for 60, they asked me for 20K USD, 20 US dollars, 20,000 US dollars.
0: Were you, do you know how much money of their own they put in at this time?
1: Very good question, right? So what happened was they lied to me. Saying at least Manu and Bitu, right? They uh, they wanted uh ownership, 25%. So they had to contribute equally. Yeah. Either it could be sweat equity or it could be money. So uh, they told me that they took a bank loan, and they were putting in the same amount, 20k USD. Right. So apparently, I was going to put 20k USD. Manu is going to put 20k USD. Bitu is going to put 20k USD. And, uh, the boss, uh, he had shit ton of money. Like he would always go and grab some money from him. <laughs> so there was no question of his, uh, putting a number on his uh, contribution. Right. He was like, uh, endless source of money. <laughs> so we, 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 didn't bother. We didn't put a number on that. Uh, it was more about, uh, uh, he's a big guy and you don't question him <laughs> as oh, wow. simple as that,
0: <laughs> that does yeah. not sound so, like a flat hierarchy when you describe the seven 11 guy. Or is that the 7 so guy? Want, no, that's the political guy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, that's right.
1: So that is the thing. I wanted a co-founder. I wanted somebody equal. But uh, this was the best opportunity you could get. I was not finding any co-founder. Nobody wanted to take on something which is so much of a gray thing. You have to move around countries. You have to go check these uh, hardware equipment. Yeah. You don't want somebody shipping, some Chinese guy shipping some faulty hardware. It comes to your... Shore in Bangalore, and it's not working, right? What do you do? I mean, and these guys are in some other country, you have to, uh, it's a different law, uh, jurisdiction. So, all those issues were there, operational hurdles were there. So, these guys knew their stuff, uh, to a certain extent. He yeah. was running a so one of the reasons I joined him was because he was a saloon guy, he knew the market, he knew distribution, right? He could, uh, finance uh, commodities worth how much, uh, so he, if he could, uh, Use your own coin for these commodities. Buying and selling these commodities would be great. So on that basis, I mean, now looking back looks sounds very foolish, <laughs> like trying to replace the dollar or replace the rupee and stuff. But uh, back then, anything was possible. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You had some
0: questions. No, well, I was just thinking like that. It seems like a decent optimistic plan because other people would be invested in the business, right? So it's like, hey man, it's basically like stock options. We're offering you stock options in our company to provide us with things we need to make the company successful. My my question was like, what was there never, like who was the accountant? Where's the financial no. reports that you're like checking to be like, oh shit, our cash on hand is blank, you know, to like verify,
1: was that not happening? Yeah, that was not happening because uh, the 7-year-old guy had the uh, sign off on everything, all checks, right? He was the sole uh, one who was, would sign off on the checks. He said he would give me the sign off, right? Uh, you you need two directors to sign off, right? Uh, two company owners to sign off on any every any transaction. So he was doing that from the beginning. So that was one thing. We had a we do need to have a company accountant, and unfortunately it was three against one. There were three guys, and I was one guy. So, the accountant wanted to keep his... Uh, he was already an accountant for their seven uh, eleven store, right? So, he, would, he did not want to lose business uh, business on that part. So, he would always take their side. He would always... Uh, he would go for the one who would give him uh, his bread and butter, right? So, the accountant was with them, not with me. So, that was another issue. Uh, you, you're you picking up all the points, right points. So, what, what happened over there... <laughs> So I, I trusted them because they said they took a bank loan. So I was like, wow, these guys are going to work doubly hard to, you know, return the bank loan. I had just money sitting around from my trading and all this crypto thing. I got ETH when it was around twelve dollars. Now it's around three thousand dollars. And I got Bitcoin when it was around uh, two hundred or three hundred dollars. Right uh, now it's fifty k or USD or something. It's around fifty k USD. So, uh, but then again, I sold it also. I didn't know it's gonna go big so big if I hold it for ten years. So uh, that's all. Uh, like a lot of people ask me, "Where is that money right now?" I'm like, "No, dude, I don't come and rob me because I don't have it." Right now. <laughs> so that's the thing. So uh, yeah, it's it's all on the blockchain. It's all uh, it's all white money in a sense. It's it's all there's a paper trail. You can just look if you if you have to uh, right now. The way it works is you have to uh, address if, you wallet, if when you're trying to convert to fiat fiat uh, INR to pay your taxes of 30%, they, they do ask for your, I think they do ask for your wallet address and stuff. You have a single wallet address, the entire transaction history from past 3 years, 10 years, whatever it is, right, and the future transactions also, is all transparent on the blockchain because they've identified your email ID and who you've communicated in the past is all, all there and all the open, out and open. So, there's nothing to hide over here in that sense. So, anyway, I gave them this 12, uh, um, I mean, 20k USD and I got the hard copy of the shares, of uh, 25% ownership of the company. So things were going really good, uh, it seemed so, at least. Uh, the next plan was... Uh, so this Malaysian company uh, did not... Uh, uh, collaboration with the machine company did not uh, pan out. We, we decided, we just copied the model. Their name was uh, Midas. The company the name of the company was Midas. So we named our company way to midas like We copied their whole uh, legal... Uh, like, terms and conditions thing all copy-paste, most of it, because we really needed to move fast, right? So, uh, I mean, they were <laughs> so a country, just, and we were... Uh,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. Just to be clear, like, so you took the lab partner's framework and just copy and pasted it to make it your own business model. No, uh, the lab
1: partner was different. That was a different... Uh, it's it's out of the picture now. Uh, this was another company in Malaysia, uh, which my uh, co-founder had... Uh, Gone and visited. My seven million guy had gone visited uh, okay. with his own money, put in his own money. So they had done some groundwork. I appreciate that. Like I really, uh, gotcha. that was the reason why I put in my money. I was not foolish to just you know listen to their bullshit or whatever. So I kind of did my due diligence. It seemed like I was getting good bang for the buck, and uh, uh, it seemed all uh, good, right? It uh, the, the issue here was uh, it was not clear from day one when I was being an investor was was I being the founder. Right, like so as you go as you would see uh, what this seven guy wanted was he, he wanted himself. he wanted us to work and he would not get involved so he was an investor but he had taken 25% of the company and he uh, of the uh, ownership and he was on the board member he was a board member so literally like he was running 3 or 4 companies in the uh, parallel week right he was working just like 2 hours in a week for us and we were working full time for him so, it was okay initially, but he was more knowledgeable, he had the cushion of all that money. If he needed suddenly, uh, say, I was just pitching in 20k USD, and this is a finance company, you might need a lot of money in the future, right? it's operational, uh, you need space for the thing. He was providing his connections with uh, the real estate thing and the electricity and all. So there's no question of questioning his, uh, what is his role uh, here, right? So I was foolish enough to give away all my money in one shot, it's sort of in phases. So, I just did uh, three single transactions and uh, all the money went into the account. I did not even uh, did not even ask them for a multi-sig wallet, right? Now, this is a concept which is now... Uh, so, uh, you need multi-signatures in blockchain and Bitcoin uh, to move the money around, right? Initially, it was just your own single private key. So, now you can have multi-signature, right? Uh, back then, we thought that it's too much of a hassle. Who's going to... Like, every moving 20, for $20... I mean, Want to buy a cup of coffee and you're asking for full signature to get that thing done. Right. It didn't make sense. So we gave What's all the that? access to one person.
0: I'm sorry. Like, was that more than a pin number?
1: It's yeah, just, it is, what it is. even your private key is like a pin number. It's a 12, uh, uh, 12 so, words passphrase or it could be just, uh, uh, an alphanumeric, uh, letter of, I, I don't know, 20 letters or something. Yeah. So right. It's so like, why, why yeah.
0: is that a hassle to include that with every transaction?
1: Uh it, it would be like he would say, Don't you don't you, don't you trust me? <laughs> it's as simple as that, right? Um... <laughs> like you don't trust me, don't work with me. It's simple. I mean I I'm not gonna deal with your bullshit, right? Uh very egoistic. Like ego comes and play, uh, comes into play and all that stuff. And Cause... it's like you're the one who's getting the fun uh you're the one who's making a big killing over here. So you should be happy with what you're off- what we are for- offering you. That was your gotcha. uh, thing. And I was cool with that for, for the simplest thing that it's not easy getting political connections, one thing. It's not easy getting subsidized electricity. And uh, you might have a lot of theoretical knowledge, but uh, these were, these guys were operational guys, right? They they could go down and do the plumbing work. I mean, uh, so it was a good symbiotic relationship uh, to begin with. And I I was giving them the vision. like I was giving them, this is what is happening in the space. This is what happened in the US. And it's just coming to India now, after about 20, 10 years. People are just getting to know it. After Like, Bitcoin was released in 2008-2009 and now it's almost 2017, so we are like a decade away, right? Uh, and we're still getting to know, people had no clue what's happening. Uh, I mean, they didn't know much, actually. So that is where we were. Then after all this happens, uh, they were good negotiators, right? They uh, I had to borrow some money uh, to meet that 20k USD, like I borrowed around 5k USD or something. Just meet that mark. Uh, I was like, cool, uh, it's a good thing, I'm not losing anything here. And I went with it. Oh, uh, Wait. Then uh, we also paid, uh, like you are saying, making your own coin, right? So then, uh, so now comes the story. Uh, I'm sorry, it's taking up. Uh, I was also dating around this time. Uh, I was also trying to get settled on and married. So I used to go around and say, I'm a, a founder. And uh, the way these arranged marriage meetings happen is like, it's it's, non, it's a normal date, a coffee date to start off with, right? You just... Meet some, uh, you meet some online and you, uh, like, if they are cool with, if, if the vibe is good, you decide to meet on a first date, right? So, I just met some person this way and the thing was, I told her that, see, I don't trust my, the 7-year-old guy because he doesn't trust the other co-founders on board and she was like, wow, this is a shit, like, shit strong. I don't want to be anyway involved with this and she, you know, ran away. It's a finance, and we don't trust the accountant, we don't trust anything and from day one, this is how it is going on, right? And, uh, <laughs> so yeah so this was affecting my other spheres of life as well like people were like oh man uh you say you're a founder but maybe you're not in full control of it like it's you're just owning 25 percent of the company and things can go anywhere uh, it can go sideways anytime so uh was cool, and then we started uh yeah like, let me get to that point. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's amazing that you
0: tried to use the "Hey, man, I'm starting my own cryptocurrency company" as a flex, and these women were like, "Ah, maybe not, man." The more I listen to you,
1: <laughs> no, no, but see, see, I'll I tell you something. Right, this, this, I, again, I was uh, doing this because my co-founders, right, the the way Manu, right, he had a uh, he, he had a girlfriend. Uh, he was engaged, I think, at that point, right. So, when he... They did a background check on me, Manu and Prattu, right? Uh, through a common friend. And I did, I did a... I, this was a mistake. I did a background check on them through the same common friend. Oh. So, this common friend was a dilemma. Like, how, what do I do? It's a very small world, right? There are only four or five guys who want to start a company in this space, uh, entrepreneurs and stuff. You just meet them, you know them from the past six months or so. Something like that, right? So, uh, when I checked this, Manu's uh, social media profile, right? Uh, it seemed like he was... Engaged to a doctor, a medical doctor and stuff, and I was like, wow! If, uh, he, seen, he seen, It seemed like she was way out of his league. So I was like, wow! This guy is a good salesman. <laughs> so he is. He would good. He would be a good uh, fit for a company, <laughs> right? Oh, and yeah. was, later on, I got to know that uh, it was that was not the case. You know, I was so stupid. Man. I was so naive. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was going by all these social cues, and it was not. Uh, it was not the way it seemed. Uh, the way they presented, right? So, they were also struggling, uh, at that point at least they were struggling, so uh, the fun part comes in, uh, I mean it gets deeper and deeper this thing, right? So I'm I'm trying to understand what's happening here that Manu and Bitu, they usually travel together on a single bike, or two either, so they're very pre close. they stay together in the same apartment, so uh, so they're they unbreakable, like you can't uh, separate them in a way, right? And there's a this guy who kind of says he trusts me, uh, to, look, uh, to look into the finances and stuff, to be hands free. Uh, so all this thing was happening and uh, we didn't have a office space. Uh, we were using, uh, how comes, it gets more complicated. <laughs> so we were using this 7-in-1 uh, guy's uh, political friend. This guy's a good position in a political party, right? And he had his own office space, conference room and stuff. So we needed a conference room, whiteboard. He's, uh, he's giving us free green tea and, uh, you know, uh, snacks and all that stuff uh, when we are going there to hold our company meetings and stuff. right? i was just, what is this guy doing here i mean why is he giving us all this stuff like he had a camera as well so this guy um uh this politician guy right his his dad was a religious head or something he is a religious head some uh, big figure in the religion com- religious community or something right so the, i i am a uh, i shouldn't be bringing this up uh, uh, but i was of a different religion from these uh, from cellular the guy right I would just put it that way. But I trusted, I didn't think religion and all, all these things are going to play, but they do, as you will see, <laughs> it matters to a certain extent. So, uh, for example, uh, this guy who gave us the space uh, uh, for the uh, just keeping the equipment, right? He uh, later on said he won't be able to give it because he said, uh, uh, you know, in the Muslims, they don't uh, do all this kind of lending business. Uh, it's called halal business or something. I I, I don't know much. Uh, Malaysia is also a Muslim country. We actually registered in Malaysia because we didn't know about uh, uh, the loss in India where they can backstab three time. So we wanted a second subsidiary unit somewhere else. And the way we the decision is also funny. I'll get to that. So the way it was done was we checked out other tax havens like Singapore, Hong Kong. And then we kind of researched the com- uh, places to register a second company because in India the laws were not clear. And we didn't want uh, to invest so much money and then lose all of... because of uh, not doing a, you know the, the, the most basic thing, like keeping your paperwork uh, right. So, uh, but the way we went, it was very costly. <laughs> they charged us a lot of money for uh, registering another company. So, we, we honed in on the cheapest uh, country we could register. <laughs> and it was Malaysia. Right? They gave us a registration for just 1.5 USD. 1.5K USD. Uh, right? So, I was like... Uh, uh, again here I was the one who pushed for it I was like I want everything to be in white everything to be uh, proper paperwork and all These they were like no they were more hands free they were like uh, we <laughs> we are not going to go by the book we we are not a bookworm and we are not going to go by the book or anything we will do it ourselves uh, we will do it the way we want to do it right so come here and teach us this stuff but I was like okay let me at least meet three lawyers I'll upon uh, my insistence, insistence they met three lawyers three different law firms and we tried to uh, get clarity on how the situation is and stuff. And the lawyers were very uh, picky. I mean, I would say very. Uh, I'm not getting the right word, but they were very particular that uh, this crypto thing was not uh, as a complete gray area. And uh, though at the uh, venture capital funds were funding uh, exchange, there was one called Coinex, which got uh, I don't know maybe two million dollars or something around that range. I am not sure. But uh, they're funding it, right? Uh, so it was all happening in the white, with proper paperwork and proper white-collar job and stuff. So uh, I told, I asked these lawyers, how are they doing it, right? Why, when it's gray yeah, how are these investors putting their money into something uh, shady or whatever? So he said uh, his opinion was, it's not a bank. You're trying to run a bank. Uh, you're running your own, making your own currency. You're, uh, let's say you, uh, I open an exchange, right? You come, you deposit uh, one thousand US dollars uh, with me. Right, and I hold Bitcoin for you on your behalf. Um, a month later, it's worth $2,000, right? I give you back $2,000 when you want to cash out. And now you've earned 100% interest, right? You deposited $1,000, but you've got back $2,000. So you, you know, doubled your money. So essentially, you've deposited money at some uh, with some entity. You've got interest on it. So it's a bank now, right? So how are you being doing banking work when you're not licensed as a bank, right? How can you take deposits, give interest on it? So that is what banks do. And you're doing the same thing. Right? Mm. So this is what the lawyer argued with us, And we were like, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> if we go with this, we will never launch a company. So we just uh, sidetracked that. We left it at that and we moved on. So coming back to this guy, uh, yeah. the guy who gave us space, he was Muslim. He was like, there are all these banking laws, Islamic banking laws, Indian, I mean, uh, Hindu banking laws. So I had to go... Um, go down rabbit hole as well in terms of what banking laws is he talking about and stuff. So he, in the last moment, he also, you know, funds. Uh, he said, uh, listen, I'm having a fight with my brother. Uh, he says it's not religion. It's not <laughs> aligned with his religion, this thing, what we are doing. So he would not want to help us, right? And, uh, you know, like, Im- imagine buying all the equipment, thinking you can keep it there. And uh, this guy <laughs> who had given us the free stuff, he's uh, pulling out, Right. So, all
0: because of his brother. So the brother actually was the decision-maker for the land lease. No,
1: like it's his uh, family. Gotcha. Like, don't get, uh, they were just advising him, looking after him. Like, don't get into all this uh, gray uh, making money stuff and all. It's still not regulated. Essentially, uh, I, I don't know the answer. I just know that this was the absolute reason that they gave me. That it is okay. against the religion. Uh, lending, lending business is against the How? religion for Muslims. Wow. Alal, something like that. and
0: yeah. how much like were you already set up in the place or did you
1: have equipment coming up to the place? Thankfully we had not we had to so this is the story. We had to go to Hong Kong. Uh so the, the way is uh shipping right was not happening because of these laws, Indian laws and stuff, right? So we what we could do at the most was go to Hong Kong and ship it ourselves, bring it ourselves with us, like right, oh, The machine. So yeah, so that is what we did, we, what we had to do was, uh, one person is allowed around 15 kgs of uh, uh, certain weight of uh, baggage, so in the baggage we put these things and you declare at the customs and you bring it back, uh, bring it here, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, three of us went, uh, me and the two 25 year old guys, we had to go to Hong Kong and uh, each one had a bag of our own and we could pay, uh, squeeze in some, say, I think, around four or five machines with their power, power unit and all that stuff, right? So we could, uh, we brought around nine, I think nine, I don't remember, this was five years back. Uh, so we bought around nine uh, machines this way, right? So we had set up. So I was like, when I did this, then I realized this is, this is not going to scale up to 500 machines. No way. I'm not going to do like 20 trips to Hong Kong for this. right? I, I was like, what have I walked myself into? <laughs> and, and at the same time, we were trying to raise money from people. Uh, the way it was, work was, was pretty clear. When I, uh, I was the face of the company, I had to raise money. And I was clear with my friends and family and everybody that the way it was, uh, you're just paying money to rent out the equipment. We are not promising you that you're going to make a lot of money with this thing, scheme or whatever. We are just going to say that uh, you can buy this, uh, you know, supercomputer. Uh, You can rent the supercomputer that we have for a month and you're going to pay the electricity charges for that. That's it. That's it, right? So we would make a little profit, a margin on that, right? That was the plan. So it was pretty upfront and clear, and I was happy with that. But uh, what I learned the hard way was that customers want to uh, do the work; they just want the free money, right? So you're not making it hard. They don't want to manage the money; they want you to manage the money and give you the uh, give the profits for them, right? Something like that. Uh, you're getting what I'm saying. They drift. Like you would say, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, but I just know there's money in mining Bitcoin. So you are the Bitcoin miner. You mine it for me and give me the money. That's it. Just tell me how much money you're going to give me after this one year uh, if I deposit. Oh, you know, like 20,000 USD with you. How much are you going to give it? That's it. It's as simple as that, right? You and think what I'm saying?
0: That Yeah, but yeah. that's how you felt the partners were playing you or that's what you felt people offering you no, software no. were expecting?
1: No, no, nobody's playing anybody over here. It's just that I was stupid enough to not do proper due diligence, right? Uh, For example, uh, uh, I'll tell you one more thing, so as I went further and further into the company, I realized that uh, the reason uh, in any board meeting, uh, we had to uh, find a venue for the office, we were still deciding, right? They chose something very close to them, which is around two hours away from me, so that was another hurdle. I had to travel two hours back and forth Mm -hmm. just to meet the three of them, right? And this worked this way because uh, the two 25-year-old guys, they worked in the 711 store. One guy, I did not know this. I should have known this. They didn't inform this to me. I got to know later on that they were managing the store for him, and because of that, he had given them uh, a free uh, accommodation and food for to stay in Bangalore in, in the city. They had come from a different city in India, right? So, so <laughs> you're getting. You see where this is, right? They already. Uh, <laughs> it was insane, man. I, I thought I was running a company. I wasn't. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was in. Uh, I was, I had the freedom, right, to take the company in any direction I wanted uh, because they want, they knew that I was the thought leader in the space, so to speak, actually, uh, like, I knew better than them in the space, right, uh, in terms of theory, theory, uh, uh, doing the groundwork, do, making sure everything's uh, right and stuff, right, so they allowed me that freedom uh, to be the face of the company, and they were also scared, like, they were like, uh, listen, we uh, we have only around 50 units, but we want to show that we have 500 mining units, so, I would not want to uh, you know, disclose the place of a warehouse. Would not to do. I would not uh, put my face to the company. Uh, uh, that's what they said. I was like, that seems very shady. I am not going to do that. I am going to put my face. I won't be able to raise money if I don't say who I am. I am who's saying the money. Is. Right? I'm going to do a video. So, I did a video with the machines that we had got. Right. We actually did a video. Uh, I did a video. They recorded the video. I did the video and put it saying that, listen, these are the machines we are getting. That, uh, each machine is worth uh it was huge man i mean it was it was like uh two two thousand dollars USD right two thousand US dollars right so each machine is worth two thousand US dollars imagine if you bring 20 uh it was 40 thousand US dollars or something like a lot of money was involved
0: were Uh, those the machines you brought back from Hong Kong or you bought from India
1: Uh, we had to plan we had to buy we had to we still we were yet to buy it from Hong Kong we had to go to Hong Kong get them yeah so so these were the nine
0: machines that you're talking about bringing back
1: so only one successful operation happened. So uh, I'm losing this because I did not have it. But uh, so before that, what we tried, uh, we tried other things, right? We uh, there was a lot of friction in the company in the sense when I joined the company, I thought this is what we are going to do. But it turns out they were like you know this money is going to come to us at a very long later stage. It's a you have to mine for almost a year to recover your costs, right? Then you're going to make profits. So almost your money stuck for almost one and a half years, right? You buy, let's say you invest two thousand dollars to buy a machine. You get back the two thousand dollars only in in two thousand seventeen. You're going to get back the money in two thousand nineteen, right? Two whole years. Anything can happen in that space. You want to have kids, and this guy, this is, these are the words my 7-year-old uh, guy told me. Sunny, don't, uh, don't. I mean, sorry. Uh, he said, don't worry. Uh, in nine months, you can have a kid. You would, you're dating right now, right? You would have a kid by nine months. So Why are you worried about 18 months and all that stuff? Half year thing and all that stuff, right? So, um. It seemed, the visual thing was, yeah, I mean, uh, we have a lot of time on our hands. Uh, so, there's no, we will re- certainly recover the money and stuff. So, I was cool with investing money in that. So, uh, so the plan was, yeah, go abroad, get them uh, machines or either ship them, uh, have shipped them and put it set up here with internet connection and all that stuff and keep it running and make free money, right? That that was the plan. So, that what that is what we had in mind. And uh, before that, these guys were like, uh, you know, it's, it's a plan that materialize and bring cash into our pockets almost a year and a half later, right? We were getting cash flow. Uh, there was no issue with that. It seemed it was a profitable business. We knew we could see with uh, our two BH thing that we had set up, it was very profitable, right? Uh, we were paying a, a decent electricity bill. Everything was legal. Everything was... Uh, uh, paperwork was done and stuff. So, uh, but only our concern was how to scale it up, right? So, at that point... Uh, uh, they were looking at for other ways to make money. So then they found this guy who, who was a politician, uh, who was this 700 guy's friend, who's, uh, you could say, almost a boss of this 700 guy. Uh, you're getting the hierarchy, right, over here. The social hierarchy. Yeah. This guy is super powerful. And he's given us office space with cameras. And we are uh, discussing business. He sees that our thing is very profitable. And he wants a stake in it. He's like, I'm going to come and buy 20% of your company. And I'm going to be a fifth uh, this thing, uh, director legally on your company. But then he says, uh, he's a politician. He has an ongoing criminal case on him. So he can't be a director. <laughs> He'll just be behind the scenes. He's literally a ghost. Like I Google his name and there's nothing coming up against him. Right? So it's getting scarier and scarier. Like I, I don't want to deal with some guy who has a criminal background and all that stuff. Wait, uh, but but I, thought, they,
0: you know, I thought he was involved from the beginning because he was the power connection.
1: Um, More or less. Wait, I'll get to the point. So I'll clarify. But first thing is, I think around seventy percent of uh, politicians have uh, criminal, uh, some kind of a case against them, right? So it's very common. Uh, So I kept that in mind, and I was like, I gave him the benefit of doubt. I thought, okay, it's not such a big deal. Uh, I mean, uh, right? (laughs) So I would not blame him. Also, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody over here. It just seemed like such a scary operation. like, the government is against you. You're trying to uh, change the laws. Supreme Court is overturning the, the uh, you know, the uh, laws that are being framed by the central banks and all this. A lot of chaos happening. Very, uh, like, it seemed calm on the surface, right? I was just the face of the company. Things are calm and all this stuff. But underneath, all this kind of uh, chaotic things are happening. Uh, so these guys wanted to make money. So they asked me to refer a, a, So what they wanted to do was, yeah, yeah sorry, the politician, right? He wanted to make, launch his own coin. Now, this is a good idea, right? Like, you just asked me, why can't I launch my own scene coin? Why do I open my Bitcoin? I can, I'll launch my own coin, right? So, he wanted to launch his own coin. So, he was offering us money to launch his own coin. And these guys were like, wow, there's money. <laughs> let's take it, right? So, and I was against it. I was like, I don't want to raise money without knowing what that money is going to be used for. So, I said, I'm going to set out this project, this operation. You guys go ahead with it, right? Uh, let's assume that we are working for a company from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's a 9 to 5 job. And you focus on that and I'll be a, a one-fourth partner of you. Outside that, you guys on weekends you do whatever you want with any any other person. Collaborate. That was a mistake I made, right? I asked them to collaborate in the free time. But they they said they would do free time but they ended up using the company time for all the others other I mean activity which I was not involved in. So either I should have sat in they were using my company name for all these other activities. Uh, they were like uh, I mean like it was just um, you know, doing fake transactions for their 7-eleven thing. They were uh, turning the cat by washing. I don't know what they were doing. I really don't know Wait, what do you they mean? They were running a store, right? So they had a lot of cash. So mm-hmm.
0: what's Sorry? the, so what are you saying? They were taking the money you were depositing into the account, your 20 K U- United States money and they were able to spend that how they pleased and they were subsidizing this 7 Eleven store.
1: No, no, uh that that's a very small amount, right? But 20k US dollars is small. So uh what they see, the thing was what I was concerned was they were running other companies in parallel, right? And they were mixing up that company's accounts with my company account. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cause yeah, dude, where the know fuck happened? is the <laughs> accountant?
0: Like, how is there no accountant to keep this shit straight, man?
1: Yeah, I said that. That's when I started. Like, okay, fine. This is enough. Uh, there were just things are going out of my. Uh, I was thinking things were. I mean, I, I was. I trusted them. That was the issue. I mean, so I. I did not like it, and they were also like, "There's nothing to worry. It's Just we want to show that show that there are transactions happening in the company. It's not. A, it's not a dead company. We have to have some transactions, right? You can't just keep a non-active account and say nothing, you know, you have to just do some transactions like uh, just to show volume. Like if you're running an exchange, people actually do this. Uh, <laughs> you're just creating fake transactions to show that there's a lot of activity happening on the exchange. Right? Oh shit. So, Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, all this happens. If you run an exchange, you would know. Like, uh, they, they, I mean, they've done it. I mean, they're, they're facing lawsuits and all that stuff even now uh, about fake, fake transactions. You just... You feel like you're an outsider. Somebody is buying and selling this coin so much. There must be a lot of activity happening, and it could be just the same person doing it. it happens with oh, and NFTs, it jacks up it the happens. value.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. But wouldn't you be able to? And this is a complete side note. But wouldn't you be able to trace it because of the wallet <laughs> identification? Or are you, it's it's you, almost like you're creating your own fake bots
1: to like your social media posts? Yeah. So th- that is the thing. They they uh, the whole point was just a lot of activity. You could trace it. That's that's the right, but they wanted to show that uh, this company is you know like uh, active. It's it's doing some. It's buying like it's building a website for uh, seeing for his podcast, right? He might not pay me, but they would just say, okay, money is coming and money has gone out. I I don't know what was the game end game. That was the scary part. Like I don't know why they were doing this. I said you why can't you keep it clean? You know you do your own business, your seven eleven store with your own accounts. Don't mix it with my account, right? I don't want any stuff happening here. Borrowing money from somebody, you're sending it here, and all that stuff. So that was one uh, point of contention. And then uh, there were this thing. Uh, so these guys wanted to buy, uh, make a coin for this guy, and I stayed out from it. Uh, but they, they didn't know what the coin would do. So they asked me to write up. I was the PhD guy, right? So they asked me to write up a document on, uh, oh, if somebody gave me money, what do I do with it? like uh, how do you uh, make it double or what uh, where would you invest so i wrote a 30 page document uh, a complete 30 page document on uh, what would be a good investment for me it was uh, in investing in green energy right if you could set up a we could not set up a solar farm because that would be way too big so we could at the most set up a small hydro farm right a small unit a very small unit right so i wrote up a 30 page document about how you could uh, uh, show funds to the government and because there are funds the government would approve you to borrow your land or something or with the license and uh, set up a factory and all that stuff a uh, uh, green energy space right so I just wrote this document uh, keeping in mind it's for something else I thought it's for uh, just some random exercise I did not know that these guys would steal it and use it for their own coin <laughs> right
0: for so their wait your partners took the green energy mm-hmm. proposal and started creating right their paper. own coin off of it yeah on the servers so, no, that anyway, maybe you had, thinking... on, on the servers that you had brought back from
1: hong kong then no, no, you're getting mixed up so these are different projects right you have one project is mining other project is you could have uh you could have, uh, you could have blockchain education you could have trading you could have like 10 different uh, things right simultaneously oh, to bring in the cash dude. flow so So, what was happening here was they wanted to make, uh, they wanted to raise funds because you could raise funds. That was the reason. So, they, uh, but for what? They didn't know that. So, they asked me for an idea. I gave them an idea. I did not know that they they would use it for this, right? And they used it. They were like, uh, your thing is just to make a white paper. We'll pay you for that, right? So, I was like, okay, that makes sense, right? If somebody wants me to, give them a research report, analytics. Like, well, how is the green energy? You want to set up a leather industry. What are the, uh, just study the competition and make a report. I, that's what I do in my PhD. For nine years I've been doing that. Like, right just make reports, uh, like uh, you have these uh, big uh, companies that do that actually, uh, analytics companies, right? Yeah. You're not getting the names, right? But yeah.
0: No, I'm with um, you, man. Like any, anybody <laughs> who's got some sort of a graduate degree, you that's fucking cool, crunch yeah. some numbers, you help people to analyze it. You give like a next yeah. step suggestion. It's real, not to minimize it, but it's real basic
1: yeah. research. So now what happened, again, uh, I want to say, uh, I didn't mention, uh, I want to say this is just my point of view. I, don't, I, I You don't have the other three members to defend themselves, uh, the other co So I'm not pointing fingers. It's just what's happening in my headspace, right? This is what I'm seeing. Uh, I don't know what else is going on in their mind and how is their dynamics between them. Are they uh, like backstabbing home or something? I have no clue. This is what is happening in my mind. That's it. Just a one person's viewpoint, right? So, uh, I was not happy with the idea that they were taking my idea and uh, which I wanted to use it for uh, getting funding from somebody else. Maybe do it the right way, right? Uh, It's a five-year plan. You can't do it in uh, just five months. This thing which I was telling, setting up a hydro farm, it takes five years. Even the government of India allows you... Essentially, what happens is you deposit money with the government and you have to uh, finish the project within five years. Otherwise, you lose the deposit, right? So... I had all these timelines in mind, I had all these plans, and that was the thing. But uh, they took the thing for their own coin. I was like, okay, fine, uh, my name is not there anywhere, and let them do whatever they want. But I am running my own mining company, so I don't, uh, I don't I'm i not bothered. But then, they wanted a developer to run that thing, the build that scene coin, their own coin, right? Uh, your name is seen right? So you're running your own shit coin, <laughs> that's what it's called in the space. So... Uh, See, they asked me for a reference. I gave them a reference for a developer. That developer charged them huge, hefty amount of money. He did not build it. He he ran away to another city, saying his leg broke in an accident, and he made up some story. And it's so complicated. I said I will not get involved because I was uh, I don't want to sit out of this project, right? I don't want to get involved in this uh, fundraising project in any way. I don't want my name associated with it. So you, I just told you asked me for a developer. I give you a developer. It's your, uh, how are you going to handle that guy, right? So that was the issue with me. Uh, I was in my company, something is happening and I'm not uh, taking ownership of that thing. Uh, you get know what I'm saying, right? Uh, yeah, my
0: co-founders... Uh, somewhat, yeah. I don't get if <laughs> sure. the company yeah. itself is paying you for a report.
1: No, they were not paying, sorry. I, the, what I meant to say was uh, uh, I was feeling useless in the company and they were finally using me for something. Oh. <laughs> right so the thing is uh, they, they were doing all the operational work right in a way right I, I did feel imposter syndrome like what is my contribution here like they had all the political uh, connections they had the real estate connections right and I, I was just the face of the company still they they didn't want to be the face of the company they didn't want to put their name anywhere they were like this thing can go south anytime so we were not going to take responsibility. This. <laughs> this is funny man the way you look back at it this is how it is uh I mean, they, they were, but they were, uh, so again, uh, well, the way it worked was, uh, right? No, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just,
0: I'm very curious how yeah. you actually lost the money. Like, was this yeah. the moment mm-hmm. that the money's gone and you're out? Or how did that occur?
1: Yeah, and, and uh, very good questions. So the way, uh, the business model was this. Again, so what happens is, you uh, now we switched. We pivoted to a different model, which is managing mutual funds. You know, funds managing funds. So what we thought was, sure. so we we have to get customers who want to rent out a, a supercomputer. Let's say you have a supercomputer. You uh, once down the line, you somehow managed to get these uh, 50 machines or 500 machines or whatever, right? And uh, you, now you need customers, right? Uh, it's you need some investor uh, customers. So it's very confusing whether they are investors or con- customers. When you're mining Bitcoin, you basically um, uh, what's happening is you're uh, accumulating scene coins, right? Now, the way this whole industry works is, you assume that the scene coin is going to become a big thing in the future. It, it's going to overtake uh, US dollar, right? So that's why you accumulate it. It's a, uh, it's, if you see Bitcoin itself is like a Ponzi scheme, then you could say US dollar is like a Ponzi scheme. You, you could go on, the rabbit hole is endless, right? So you, you can't really say, it's like, where's the, where it stops or something. So you're essentially, what's happening is you're, you're studying your own currency uh, you're mining Bitcoin, agreed. You're just renting up the equipment. So you have to find someone who wants to rent this equipment, right? So, when they're renting, they want to put some money. Uh, uh, they're paying for the rent. They want to pay, say, uh, 1,000 USD. Like, you you say, I want to rent your equipment. Uh, my my company's going for six months. Right? And you are going to pay $6,000. 1,000 per month. Right? And I'm assuring you, not assuring, again, that's a wrong term to use here. I'm saying, you might make twice your money within six months. If you mine it, right? Like, if you, uh, with your money, we're going to buy these machines and we're going to run these machines, keep the switches on, keep the electricity on and you're going to make money and you're going to take that money and we're just going to get some 5% of it for managing all the equipment. We're just managers of the equipment, right? So it was very clear that this is not an investment, it's a sale. It's, you're buying, like, you're renting, you're, you're renting out an apartment, right? For Yeah, for a year so you're, or you're, you're renting the beach so house. Yes,
0: you turned into... Yes. Someone else is renting yeah. your beach house,
1: yes, yeah, so that's the thing. So, you uh, we had to find people who want to rent out a beach house. So, this guy, the seven guy, again, he gave us tasks like there was a clear hierarchy over here, he was the big shot. So, he was saying, I want to see, test your sales skills, all of you. So, each of you go find a customer who wants to buy a beach house for himself, right? Each house is like a mining machine, mm-hmm. uh, uh, getting the drift, right? I hope you're getting the sense of this. So, oh, we yeah. were supposed to get. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I was. I, I was off. I'm
0: just saying yeah. that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I was really scared of involving my family and friends. I still involved. I got my sister's money in, and I lost it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so uh, these two guys, the 25 year olds, they said, "No, we we are not. We're poor guys. We don't have. any We can't get anybody, right? So we we, we it's not a concern. It's not. Uh, we came here to you because you're the investors. So we you get the thing. So the Seven day took took ownership of that. He said, "No, don't worry. I'll get somebody, right? i'll get people to invest in this thing he had confidence i was scared of his overconfidence like he's like just it's too far into the two years ahead you're promising that after two years you're going to double your money or something like, things can happen in know this if you look at the cryptocurrency market uh, the back breaks every you know, two months you know you break your back over there literally like uh, it's 60k usd and uh, in two months it's become 30k usd uh, cryptocurrency right you're losing a lot of money in that space so so all this was happening uh, this time, so any uh, we did try to uh, I was charged with in uh, finding someone who will buy the beach house, right? So, I finally found some guy, I got him all the way from Hyderabad or something, and I uh, made him look at the presentation. This guy who was supposed to buy the beach house, he's so smart, he brainwashed these two 25 year olds into so saying, I'm going to sell you uh, education software, and uh, you invest in me, you pay me, and these guys. Like, yeah, we don't know anything about blockchain, so let's... Uh, I had left the company by then. I was like, uh, enough of this nonsense, and I'm want to. i going to quit. So, this is after the company. After I quit, I wanted to know what happened to my 20k USD, which I had left with them. I left it on the table, I said, uh, I'll get to the point. So, uh, the point is, I made a lot of these connections, right? And they did not manage the connections. And uh, the, there was a question of ownership. Who's owning... Uh, who's taking responsibility for what, right? So... Uh, I'll tell you what is the climax, like, what pushed me over the edge and I was like, I should just leave, right? So what happened was, maybe I should just leave, that was the concern. I was still considering, I didn't I didn't want to leave, like, how could I leave? I was the face of the company and I can't leave my own company, something like that. It was just all in my head, I didn't know what was uh, it was pretty chaotic to be honest. So, uh, I, at this point, they wanted to move to Hong Kong and the machines, I was like, uh, the Indian government is kind of against it, you, your machines are going to get stuck for three months, Uh, in the customs, uh, in the customs uh, thing. So, there's a three month, added three month delay. So again, your numbers are pushed by three months and you have to get back that, uh, you have to give these customers who have each other double the money and give it back within a certain time, right? Double the money was just like 200% a thing, but if you look at uh, crypto, it was making 100k 1000, 100x 1000x, right? It was at that point, like it was just shooting up from $200 Bitcoin was going to $60,000, so there was a lot of money in the space. So it didn't seem all that uh, far-fetched uh, at that point of time. Right? So Double was still seemed like, hey, we're we going to make a lot of money and we're going to give them double the amount. so it's not a big deal. It seemed like that at that point. But I knew there were a lot of moving parts and it seems scary. So this guy goes ahead and he places uh, with my money, 20k USD. He places around 20, uh, 19, uh, 22 machines. He orders 22 machines in one shot. I'm like, man, <laughs> are you crazy? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm still not sure about this whole operation. But he went ahead and he ordered the thing, machines. Uh, apparently, 10 of them got stuck in the customs. And uh, the customs guys asked us to come and uh, show up in that city, in a different city what are you trying to bring into this country? <laughs> so you come and show me, uh, explain what is. what is, what does this machine do? So I'm, and these guys were like, uh, I'm not going to go and show my face. Like, I didn't think this is going to happen. I'm not going to do it. So the other plan was we would go for physically, personally and get them. That was, I was cool with that. It was there to look over, oversee the operation, right? So this thing got split uh, in a lot of ways. Some, uh, some we were trying to get it uh, shipped hey, yeah. and see how, or if we can do it.
0: Sandeep. So we'll just experiment. Sandeep. Oh, sure. Sandeep, hold on one second. So sure. they used your 20K to buy machines that they say got stuck in customs and yes. you guys never went to answer questions about why you're bringing them in? Like, why not? Why not just be like, because we're investors.
1: uh, Wait, I'll I'll tell you uh, before we get to that point. uh, Yeah, you're right. So the plan is just this, right? They are trying to run this own. See, so I'll tell you. uh, Let's step back a few. The plan is I join a company. Uh, I've seen that they are running something. They were running an operation in two phk We have to scale it to a huge football field size service. or something because only then this is uh, makes sense, right? And I was cool with that. There was uh, uh, it seemed like a viable business, and a lot of money was flowing into the space at that point, like millions and millions of dollars was flowing into the space, right, and, uh, so, and I, my money was just a very small amount, if you ask me, in any fintech business, it's, if you actually go by the licenses, if you want to run a small business a bank in, uh, in India, you would need about, uh, I have the numbers here actually, one second, give me a second, um, I mean, two, uh, uh, 250k USD, US dollars, 250,000 US dollars, right, uh, that is the amount you need to deposit with the, uh, as a deposit, uh, if you want a license, right? So, and where's $250,000 and where's just $20,000, right? So, I was cool, I thought we had an opportunity to compete with all these things and we should go with it. Because all over the world, Russians were doing this, all of people were doing it, right? And they were doing the same thing, they were just shipping shipping, uh, these SX from China, all these uh, graphic uh, laptops and all this from, from China and mining it from their own electricity and stuff in their backyard. Right. Uh, so c- coming to this point, uh, before this, I had to market the company. I had to make a video. I mean, uh, before we make the video, we had to we had to have some machines, right, to make the video. So uh, I think, yeah. So for that, we had to bring the machines. So I did not. We don't make a video for that. We just we just had this two BHK house. Uh, sorry, so the two BHK house. Nobody would invest in that, right? It's a small operation. Who's gonna? I was already making money off. I mean, I had already got twenty five percent of the ownership. So nobody else would, and uh, they would not make much money from that. So we had to scale it and only then make it. So, uh, but I still had to uh, promote the thing. We, we knew that we would go and get these machines in two months, and we had to start uh, promoting the thing. So because of that, these guys literally kind of, it, this is uh, what happened to me, <laughs> literally. It was literally like they had uh, I had a gun to my head, and I had to do something, and I had to raise funds, right? So uh, what they suggested was, um, once again, Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going all over the place. One thing, the project didn't take off. Uh, they had given us uh, this guy, the politician guy, right? He wanted to launch his own coin. Uh, they hired a developer through me. And uh, uh, I mean, I, I said I'll st- sit out of this project because I don't want it to be associated with my name. And they didn't pull it off. They couldn't pull it off. And it it collapsed, right? So the market, dollar, um, it, it kind of collapsed. So now the guy is... Uh, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened between them uh, what uh, deals they were making between them the politician and the seven guy giants. stuff so, all I so, know is uh, you... I was
0: mm-hmm. no, I'm no sorry Sandy then... where do you feel you lost your money like on machines they just spent it and now you can't like go grab 10 rectangles
1: yeah, I, I... I'll get to the story. So, that, <laughs> I want to keep the suspense till then. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> it's a suspense. So, imagine you have to sell this company now. So, what they asked me to do was, uh, we are going to get the machines in two months. So, what you do is, you put a social media post saying that you have these machines and uh, this beachfront. The beachfront is not yet bought, right? You have to buy these beachfront properties and then you are going to sell them, right? Or you rent them out. So, you have to first make brochures or these uh, marketing material saying you have these awesome beachfront properties and you're out there to sell. uh, I know it's going to come in two months. It's not with me. It's going to come, right? So, I'm sure that will be there. So, I had to make these marketing material with these beachfronts, which is all photoshopped, right? So, the thing is, these guys had connection with the film industry and uh, I'm not making this up. You can do a background check and you'll find it out. (laughs) So, uh, the 711 guy has connection with film industry and they were like, uh, listen, it's fine, you can, uh, we know we're going to get this material. So, you just present it to people. It's Photoshop stuff. But I have uh, shown it to 10 of my friends or family and none of them could make out whether this is a real machine or it's a fake machine. You're getting where this thing is going, right? Uh, just showing some graphic cards, but it's not the real machine, right? So, that was another thing that they did, which was really, now things are going, uh, like, Shit is hitting the fan, <laughs> literally. So, I I am still uh, stuck in the company and uh, they were processing my paperwork for... Uh, it's a very simple... Uh, you land on, you land in Hong Kong and you get your visa. It's not difficult. So, they had taken my passport for that, right? So, my passport was with them and I was like, these guys are going to mess around with my passport and <laughs> I don't want that to happen. And uh, I'm like, okay, fine. I have reached this far. Uh, if you're going to Hong Kong, let me just go and see and if it's all real. Like, they mentioned... Uh, you know, uh, we've come this far. Let, let's just get at least one or two, a couple of machines, see the actual machine, plug it in and have it work. Uh, you get my point. So, uh, uh, the, the shitcoin thing which we were trying to launch or something, that stopped. That they went into something else. That's that I'm focusing on my company now. We have to sell beachfront properties to these people. The beachfront is not there yet. You have to go uh, buy buy it from off some Hong Kong guy or something, right? It's his his property. You have to buy it off him, and then uh, show the thing and stuff. But we had already released the marketing material, right? Saying that uh, we have this already with us. Uh, okay. you getting um, because if you don't, it's a chicken and egg problem. If you don't have it, people are not gonna come, come and buy the property. If you have it, they're gonna show yeah, some interest I'm and still, they think, Okay.
0: Yeah, I sure. I, mm-hmm. I I'm just so confused about. Like what do you mean your twenty K is gone? So your twenty K got lost
1: where? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell it. That is a suspense. I'll tell it to you. I'll surely tell it you. you don't uh I'm sorry I'm taking for time. I'll take another twenty minutes. I'll wrap it up after that. Yeah, you're so are you I'm, clicking uh, on something?
0: There's a lot of feedback right now with like click 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 click. Is
1: that no, no I have my laptop here and I have my Excel sheet which with the sequence of events that happened. So that, that's the only thing.
0: Okay, maybe that's it. I'm, I'm not sure if you're going through slides. It's a lot of clicking. Um. <laughs> no, uh,
1: no, no, nothing like that. So, uh, so let me tell you, uh, where was I? I mean, yep, I'm, 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 I'm going to wrap it up. So uh, we just have this Hong Kong visit. We have to get the thing stuff from there. Before that, I have to do this fake marketing material uh, announcement on social media. It's super scary, but uh, I had, But uh, there was some confidence that I knew I could pull it off, right? I mean, uh, uh, I mentioned this to my friends. uh, Not everybody. Just one or two. And uh, that's when they warned me. Uh, Dude, you're getting into something really shady here. Uh, It's it's fine what they're doing, but it seems like uh, you shouldn't be trusting them, right? Uh, And I was dating at the same time, right? And I'm meeting these people and I'm saying that uh, they were asking me, do you trust your co-owners? My... uh, the future potential uh, life partners, right? They are asking me this question. Do you trust your co-founders? I'm, I'm flat out saying no. I don't trust them. <laughs> I mean, why would I like to use that? I don't trust. I really don't trust them. Like this is uh, this is how it works in the space, crypto space? Like you are the owner of your. It's there's a saying here in the space. Be your own bank. Get robbed like a bank, right? So you get that sense. So you you own your own currency and stuff. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, so pa- my passport is stuck with them. I'll, uh, I'll uh, to make the full decision of fine. Let's go to Hong Kong, get the thing, and come back. Uh, and he's the similar guy says, I have connections. Don't worry, we'll uh, make it easy for you to uh, get the machines from Hong Kong to Bang uh, Bangalore, right? Via the Bangalore airport, right? Uh, we, we'll, I'll get a sign off uh, to get that uh, consignment from Hong Kong to Bangalore, right? Uh, you get what I'm saying. Uh, I Any other question you
0: have? To, to, be, be, else? Mm-hmm. to no? be honest with you, Sanji, I am completely lost in the sauce in your timeline, man. I don't know. Like, there seemed like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of clicking in the background. Um, I'm really lost on where you're going with this, man. I was with you with like, we've got servers. Now we're going to Hong Kong, and um, I I I don't honestly know where to go. What I'd like to do is wrap it up mm-hmm. to. Did you lose? Like, how did the money get lost?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we ordered 22 machines which had to be shipped to India and we also had nine more machines that we had to go in person and get it, right? So we wanted to make sure that the machines were uh, functioning and we were not getting scammed by some Chinese uh, seller, right? Uh, Hong Kong seller. So we had to go there, get the machines, test them out uh, on the property, uh, make sure they're working, and then we had to bring it back to India. And then, uh, so we ordered, They got stuck in customs. Uh, these guys, uh, I quit the company. I was like, when I came back to, uh, this is when I quit, I'll tell you when I quit, right? After I quit, I was like, uh, literally what happened was I just said, see guys, uh, I mean, I don't want to have anything to do with this company. You can keep my money. I'm walking out. So I walked out. That's how I lost it.
0: <laughs> oh, you so, just left.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just said you can keep <laughs> the money. I'll-. <laughs>
0: Sanji man yeah you I, I don't know if it was like a language thing but I I don't know man like you you I got lost in the details of the story towards the end because it's like you go to Hong Kong to check stuff out but then it gets caught up in Indian customs and then you're like I don't want to be a part of your company um
1: no, okay. I, I'll tell you. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll break it no, down No, but it's so, we, so.
0: what I'm getting at, Sanji, whatever you, I I really think you're like I I don't know if it's slides or talking points, but something yeah. you're clicking's really fucking with the
1: audio. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know what's, what's the not term, sure. but All right. uh, I'm not clicking anything. That's for sure. So hey, I'll wrap it up. So what happened was you you're placing orders for 22 machines that will come that will come to you after six three months, right? has to clear customs. It is getting shipped to you automatically. You're just sitting at home and receiving them. That's it. Then there are nine more machines that you have to go visit tomorrow to Hong Kong in two days. Yes. You just make up your mind. Okay. Let's go to Hong Kong. Right. That's it. It doesn't take much work because it's a visa that uh, you land there and you get the visa. Right. As a visitor. So we just fly to Hong Kong, get the machines. The thing is, we have to see the machines. Right. And we... Uh, We had already placed orders. I know it sounds funny and it's crazy, but we had already placed orders, but we wanted to anyway ensure that it's the right machine, right? That you're getting for us. Yeah, so we wanted to visit. Because even to get a visa, you have to uh, state your purpose of visit. So when you're stating your purpose of it, you have to get clearance from this uh, Hong Kong uh, company, right? They have to say that these three people from India are visiting us, our facility to buy these uh, Bitcoin mining machines from us. So they have to give that clearance. Only then uh, uh, the Hong Kong authorities would allow us to visit them, right? So it was happening in parallel. That's the reason you're probably getting confused. I mean, I'm confusing you, sorry. Uh, But this is is simple. So we went to Hong Kong, uh, loaded up on the machines in three different bags. And we're supposed to bring it back to India. Uh, I land in Bangalore airport. I know everything is cool. There's nothing to worry over here, right? Uh, Are you with me up to this point? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I've already placed order for twenty two machines so that not money is stuck. Let's not bother about that for now, right? <laughs> 20 k USD is invested. I was under the impression that it's four people, so mine is just five k USD, right? Twenty by four people is five. Uh, my contribution USD. Know. So I thought only yeah. So I thought only five was uh, twenty. Uh, one fourth of it is being used, but they were using. Essentially, they were running the whole operation on my money, and then when I walked out, they had not uh, spent any of their money, own money. You get the picture right i um, do
0: it so that, really just seems like the moral of the story is get yourself a good accountant if you're getting into a startup business with people like it's yeah jesus dude the the amount of trust which is a weird double-edged sword because you want mm-hmm. to trust people but
1: yes the the biggest part of the story is the blow up uh, what happened on the airport right this guy just bails out a guy says I don't have any political connection I had, but that guy has walked away. So now you got to, guys have to just bring the, uh, you know, uh, just get the machines out of the airport. That's it, right? And we were like, no, we have to pay custom tax, which is around fifty. This is forty-eight percent tax, right? Wow. Like, if your machine is worth, yeah, that's huge, man. Like, yeah, uh, that it's is. Like, 30%, $10, dude. I thought fucking
0: thirty percent tax was a lot, but like on the income on the Bitcoin, but
1: forty-eight percent on customs. Yeah. That's forty-eight wow. percent, right? Electronic goods and all that stuff. So what, what happened was ten uh, thousand dollars was being put put for these nine machines, and uh, now it's uh, it's costing me almost fifteen thousand dollars. It's it changes the number drastically just in a span of half an hour. Like when I land in Bangalore, I realize this is what is happening, and I can clearly see that this uh, operation is not going to be. Uh, a profitable business, and uh, uh, and these guys are not willing to pay the uh, custom tax. They're like they just want to get it out of the. Uh, <laughs> they want to get it out out of the airport without the noti- uh, without the security guards noticing it. That is the plan, right? And I was like, these guys are crazy. It's not going to happen with me. But uh, they So what happens is your baggage get marks uh, gets marked with a uh, a white chalk saying that there's electronic goods inside this thing. And it needs to be passed through the X-ray machine, right? Uh, saying that, so I was cool with that because we knew it was just graphic cards, like laptops. Right, uh, but if they know that is laptop, so these guys were also declaring it as just laptops. They were saying it was worth ten thousand dollars, but they were declaring it as only worth thousand dollars. They saying they were calling it as just a gaming console, a small uh, five-year-old kid's gaming console, all that, all that nonsense, right? So they they were doing this. I trusted, <clears throat> I trusted them, and. That was my mistake. <laughs> I just trusted them. I thought, they're the operations guy, I'm the uh, white paper guy, and uh, I'm focused on scaling. I'm focused on other things, bringing the customers or something. I knew they were, I could trust them, because they had done a, a small part of the unit very well. It was working very well. The I didn't see the, uh, I didn't foresee the bottleneck in the, uh, you know, uh, in scaling the operation. Right? That was the problem. Anyway, long story short, uh, these guys just pulled it off somehow. Uh, I, I'm just totally freaked out. The, this guy, uh, um, um, one of these guys, I mean, the 22-year-old gets even telling that, uh, hey, look, we uh, he's crying to her over the phone after we come out, that we just managed to pull off this operation so smoothly and stuff. And she's scared out of her wits. Like, are you guys crazy? I mean, uh, she starts crying on the phone, literally. <laughs> like, uh, you're saying that, uh, actually, what happens is the, the security guard actually uh, gets hold of us because there's security cameras, right? They see that we are trying to just get the machines out without getting them scanned or something uh through the scanner. So, are you here? Uh Hello?
0: Yeah, no, man. I'm still here. Um, But,
1: Sanji, I, I am... They, put right. they pull it off and They pull it off and I just quit the next moment, right? I just... I'm like, enough is enough and you can keep my money. I just walk out. And then, uh, later on, I realized maybe I should not walk out on such a big amount of money. And I'm crying unfair and all that So, But this is the story. This is where it ends. <laughs> you have any qu- questions? Yeah. So they, they also, all these machines that we got, they got burned, they sold it to some other, They were, instead of using it themselves for our machine, they uh, sold it to somebody else because they realized uh, uh, selling it is more profitable. So they sold it and the machines got burnt, and they uh, they got damaged and those guys got uh, grabbed them and, you know, uh, I wouldn't say beat them up, but literally to get them out of the situation and all this stuff. They went through a lot of shit, after I quit the company, thankfully, so it, it was a very high intense uh, project. This is it, man. This is it. That, that's all. That's all I have to say. It was funny. the uh, The most interesting part was in the last bit, but uh, I mean, it scared me out of my wits, literally. So I was we uh, all kinds of things we were doing, right? Uh, I could not take it anymore. I mean, but anyway, uh, it taught me a lesson for life. Uh, it's left me scarred for life, and. Uh, uh, it, the thing is I had other founder friends they said no you should go back and claim your money because uh, you can't just leave money on the table like that you are 25% owner of the company ask them to liquidate your share of the company and uh, come out right so I did go back and ask them and they said uh, you know you uh, do one thing come back after two years and we'll give you your money <laughs> I was like okay fine that seems like a, we'll give you double the money Right? we'll give you the full amount I I, I was like, I I thought they will not even give me 10% of the amount, right? Uh, Two out of 20K USD. I thought they'd give me 2K USD. Let me at least try for 2K. But they were like, uh, we'll give you the whole thing. I'm like, wow, they were dangling a carrot in front of me. I grabbed it again. Man, it it sounds,
0: dude, Sandeep, I, I know nothing about business. It sounds like you're getting completely fucked over. Like, the fact that they're punting, it just,
1: whatever. I, I don't know these dudes. I don't want to point fingers at them. It was because I walked into it, right? <laughs> anyway, so bottom line is, they said, they'll give me back after two years. I knew that, uh, it, that after all that thing happened, it's not going to happen. I was like, fine, guys, it's whatever it is. But they were smart. I, I would appreciate this thing. The 7-year-old guy said, okay, fine. You want $2,000? Two, $2, US Don't forget it. Just take the machines, right? He gave us a machine. By the, uh, then, the market had crashed. And the machines were worthless what was worth thousand uh, dollars was not even worth now hundred dollars the same machine right the cryptocurrency market fluctuates that much it fluctuates by you have ninety percent uh crash in the market uh drop and thing so i kind of reconciled myself saying that okay the after at least it crashed after i left right i was i could foresee the crash and i came out i realized this is not functioning well and uh if it had crashed, while well i was there and i taken people's money then I would be in a huge debt and thankfully I wasn't in that uh, situation so I did a good that's call good. I did make a good call so I appreciate myself for that that's all I can say and uh, that's it I, I'm really happy that you uh, you know sat with me for such a long time and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it man I mean uh, there were other things like uh, It's good. yeah oh, I, I never touched on my dating life but I will, I'll leave it for the summer <laughs> summer Yeah, Sandeep.
0: not to be offensive, but I did. I didn't think maybe I asked too many questions early on. I apologized. I didn't allow you to get to your climax, but I do appreciate the, what I took from it is like fucking authenticate, like make sure get some proof, get an accountant, hire a lawyer. Like if you're serious about this business, man, you need outside eyes and worst case, Get someone on a dating app to tell you this doesn't sound right and listen to that chick. That's what I took. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, this space moves very fast, right? It's like you should well, yeah, sure see can. the markets. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So I had to make a call. As a uh, leader, you have to take calls with only half-baked information. And I think I made all the right moves. Uh, I think they also did the right thing. The market just beat you out. But uh, it. Uh, I, I'm glad I took my precautions and that saved me. Uh, to be honest. so this is it this is what happened. <laughs> so on mm-hmm. the surface it seemed like uh, nothing happened I mean nothing much happened but uh, all this all these thoughts were going in my mind back then. yeah
0: Definitely. so I think
1: we wind up we should wind up yeah so it's, it's late for you as well. but uh yeah. I am following you on your podcast and uh, I, I have to state this that uh, I did listen to your first podcast. I know a bit about you, maybe I didn't bring it in our conversation. But I did do my
0: homework <laughs> uh, for this podcast. <laughs> so so yeah. you knew it would take a couple hours. All right. Well, yeah. Sandy, man, thank you for uh, being willing to share your story, story with people us. who are listening. And um, good luck going forward, I man. Like sure. Thank you. Yeah. Getting to know- Thanks to Andre Psyche for supporting the Getting to Know You pod. Search up Andre Psyche on social media. Give him a follow just for the fuck of it. Dear listeners, If you've enjoyed getting to know today's guest or just want to support this upstart podcast, go to our Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, your donation will help with all the costs associated with producing the Getting to Know You pod. Don't forget the three free ways to support the pod. One, subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod. Two, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Three, go to Apple, write a review. And finally... If you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. If you're interested, just message us. See you.